think of the show. Like you should have, you should have said no to the show. I feel like. (laughs) (laughs) That is funny. What's up? It's Tom from Plain White Tees hanging out on the Anthony Rogers Show. My name is Alex Zulkin, writer of TED and Family Guy, and you're listening to the Anthony Rogers Show. Lucky you. You are now listening to the best show in the universe, the Anthony Rogers Show. You probably wish that this was your show, but it's not. It's the Anthony Rogers Show. Tell all of your friends to listen to this show. So, uh, we want to thank each and every one of you guys for coming out here today. We had fun, I hope you did. Very special show coming up this Thursday at the Playground Maui, Anthony Rogers. Yo, thanks for watching another episode of this fine program. Um, But without viewers like you, hosts like me and Sean, and sponsors like Bearded Oregon Beard Products, this show wouldn't be possible. Uh, They name their scents after cities they get inspiration from. They're launching a Bearded Washington soon with the theme and cities of scents. Um, Their products are all natural, which means they never use filler ingredients or fragrance oils or any of that BS. Uh, Makes your beard smell great. Um, And... This company launched in uh, 2016 and shipped worldwide. Uh, they currently have are in about 50 retail stores on the West Coast. Um, you can order online in the link in the description using promo code LEGENDARY. Support the podcast, support the sponsors, and just tell your friends. And let's face it, if you have a beard like this, you use more than one beard oil. So check out Luxurious Bastard Beard Oils also. Go to the link in the description, uh, get some, use the promo code LEGENDARY. I know a lot of you have already been using this, um, but they have new scents all the time. They have a new app. Um, proud sponsor of the show, sponsored a lot of episodes. Check them out. Thank you for your time. Enjoy the episode. Welcome back to the greatest show in the universe. I'm Anthony Rogers. How are you doing, Sean? I'm good, man. How are you? Good, man. Uh, doing great, man. Today, today we have different kind of we have a different kind of show tonight. Like, uh, if uh, we have we have a legendary venue owner, I guess you'd say. Oh yeah, yeah. Kevin Kevin Zink from the, uh, the the owner of the machine shop is here with us, and I'm really excited. How are you doing, brother? <laughs> good to see you guys. <laughs> Thought our audio was fucked up for a second there. No, I was just saying I'm number one in the background. Oh, <laughs> that's true. That's true. How you doing, man? What's that? How, how are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. It's good to see you. You too. You yeah. too. Uh, all yeah. the uh, all the hairs. You, you got you got you got the beard going, the long hair going. We all have that. It's it's a uh, we're like related in some way it's a right? really good look let's just say that we 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 look nice we look nice <laughs> very classy we start this off the really, what what got you into uh owning the machine shop originally like what got you into wanting to run like a rock venue that people like have heard about i guess you know like like not just a bullshit one you know 
Um, well, I mean, I've always been, uh, I've always been a rocker through and through, you know, uh, but, uh, just back in the day, I used to, in the eighties and stuff, late eighties, I would go to the club shows and go see all the, what I call the cock rock bands, you know, the, the faster pussycats and the LA guns and all that. And, uh, I just kind of was always into that level of, of it. I mean, obviously I like some of the, the bigger bands and stuff, but there was something about going into an actual old school mom and pop rock club that I just thought was awesome. Just that vibe of going in there and being up close and, uh, you know, I'd walk, I'd walk into these clubs and I'd be like, Oh man, there's, you know, Phil Lewis or Tracy guns. Holy cow. I'm in the same, you know, same room as them. And I just always was a huge fan of that type of stuff where you could, you could just feel it. The intimate setting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just that cool vibe and the, the uh you're just you feel more a part of it than if i'm sitting at the top of the sitting at the top of the bowl at some you know uh arena or something i i like the interaction too i like that the the artists can you know come out and talk to their fans and just the whole way that that works seems so much more personable and more what you know what i like about music and like about live music yeah absolutely so how, how did you actually, because um, we've been friends forever, but I don't think I've ever asked you questions in this kind of a setting. You know, we just kind of shoot the shit. But how, how did yeah. how did the machine shop itself come into being? Um, man, it's hard to say. Like, I mean, obviously it was something, because I had another career. I, I was doing some of these, uh, these barn parties. I did a couple of these Halloween parties. And... Uh, they kind of grew after a couple of years and stuff and just decided that we were going to give it a try. And, uh, and that was going on 22 years ago. And, uh, you know, obviously I was just a very young, young fella. Um, Sorry. but yeah, I actually already had a, a career in the car business and I left that and we, uh, you know, we got this thing up and going and haven't looked back. I didn't, I didn't quite, when I was doing it, I didn't quite see it going in the direction it did. Uh, I, I did never, I never thought it was going to be quite this fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, at this point, I mean, like your, your club is, is, is definitely nationally famous. I would even say world, world famous. Um, so you've obviously been super successful. You know, you've created something that, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've been on tour and playing a, some new venue you know in in this town that town that state whatever and the and the owner will be talking to me and be like yeah you know telling me all about their club and say like you know we're, we're trying to do something like the machine shop in flint michigan and it's you like tell them you can't you can't buy cool did you tell them that i i tell them that in so many words you know <laughs> um, but, but it's it's crazy because you know you have that that recognition and notoriety at this point that that you know clubs popping up all over the place are looking up to you as like what they aspire to be you know grandpa the, the grandpa club <laughs> That's right. That's right. i'll be peppy kevin yeah well at this point you guys have been what 21 years open yeah we, yep over 21 years open yep still got a couple of my original dudes working there with me yeah. Well, and that's, that's what makes has always made your club 
so amazing was you and your people, you know, and, and I mean, the club itself is, is incredible too. It's, but it's like a combination of, of, uh, the, the people, the good people and the personalities with the club and the setting and the town, even the town of Flint, I feel like contributes to the, to the charm, you know, it's like a, I think that's more of it than the actual building. That's for damn sure. Cause the building ain't nothing special. It's a, you know, block building and it's got some cool shit in there and stuff, you know, and a nice sound system and all that stuff. Right. But it's definitely the, uh, it's definitely the, the staff, the people of Flint, you know, the bands like, you know, your band, you know, smile empty soul over the years coming through there over and over. Um, there's just, there's a lot more to it than just, you know, oh, it's a cool club. It's, it's the people of Flynn. It's the people that work there. It's the bands that play there. Uh, you know, obviously some of that decor is kind of cool, but we got a lot of new sound equipment. So when you get there, you're going to be, you're going to be digging it. Really? Since last time, huh? Yeah. We ended up doing a few more things. So we've just been trying to make it. So it's like, you know, so when there's nobody can say, Oh, I wish you had this. That way you come in there and be like, Oh damn, you got that. Fuck. Yeah. Nice. Well, I mean, you know, I, I've never had any complaints ever since you put in the, the backstage blaster there. I've, I've been I've been all right, you know. That's right. And if you did, I don't want to hear them. You hear that? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we're looking forward to uh, seeing you in June here coming up. Yeah. Yep. June. Shit, I forgot to look, man. I, I don't remember either. It doesn't matter. But it's June of 2023. We know that. That's right. That's right. I'm going to. I'm going to look it up real quick here because I got it somewhere in my phone. We were just, uh, we were just interviewing. I think it's not like a rock band or something too. I think a lot of them said those pictures outside of the door too. I think a lot of like the bands like posing, posing in those, in those pictures. I think that's a lot of that too. I think that that's what add to a lot of like uh, the appeal, like the marketability, I guess, you know. That's true. Yeah. Those, those hallway pictures have become, have become quite famous. Yeah, it's it's funny because uh, it's all Minty that did that, you know, Jeff Mintline. Yeah. Um, and I think you guys were like the first one to do it, too, if I'm not mistaken. If not, you were right there, one of the very first bands that ever did that photo. And I, I, uh, I remember when it when it first started, I think Minty said he's doing this new thing. I, I don't think we were the first, but it was pretty fresh when we first yeah. did it. Yeah, it was it was damn early and now it's it's funny because people will come in there and they'll be like uh uh hey can we see the famous hallway and they think it's gonna be like this big cool place and it's like all right don't get lost bunk and you hit the other side of the hallway it literally is this going up to the stage <laughs> yeah it's it's definitely a small area but it it does the trick it looks cool and and uh it's it's become its own thing at this point i guess yeah, yeah, we we have people that you know have come through there that uh, they just want to like come there to get that photo, like uh, uh, that Stormy Daniels. Remember her? Yeah, she did. She came in just to take the photo. <laughs> she showed up to do that. <laughs> what was, was she there for something else? Like, what was she in town for? I, you know, I don't even know. Really? Yeah, no clue. <laughs> just swung by to take the shot, huh? Yep, wanted that picture. <laughs> was she? Was it with uh, what was that dude's name? The old bass Dwayne. player from uh, Royal Bliss. Yeah, it was with Dwayne. Yeah, Dwayne. There we go. Yeah, yeah. He just yeah, stopped up and visited the other day. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. How's he doing? He's doing good. 
Yeah, yeah, he's doing like, great. Is he still working with her, or is he playing? Uh, no, with no, I don't even. I'm not 100 sure what he's doing. I think he said he's down in Florida now, okay. but I'm not 100 sure what uh, what his career is. We can make something up if we want. <laughs> no, that's all right, dude. <laughs> we we can just be honest here. There's no, <laughs> there's nobody watching anyway. It doesn't matter. No. Couple Dwayne, are you are you watching, Dwayne? Dwayne's definitely not watching. <laughs> Dude, we were we were just. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, June 9th is. We get a thousand sixty four people watching. Oh, there we go. It's a thousand sixty three more than I thought. I just assumed it was Anthony's mom watching, and that's it. <laughs> that's the most people I've bored at, at one time that I'm aware of. <laughs> well. <laughs> We're doing the show then. That's funny. We were just uh, we we actually we've we've mentioned you a couple of times on uh, on on this podcast here um, because we've had a couple of guests on that you know from other bands that that uh, you've come up or your, your the shops come up and the other day uh, we had Jaron from uh, from Tantric on. Oh yeah, yeah, they were just there, and he was telling us. Uh, was was Jaron with him, or or was uh, Rick filling in for for Jaron? Oh yeah, you're right. It wasn't. He wasn't with them on that one. I don't think. But he Jaron was telling us a story about uh about one time Tantric was playing the shop, and and I guess like Hugo came on his you know you know Hugo doing his own thing came to the shop uh, with a, a friend or something, and and in a, a car full of people, and it turned out one of the guys was. Like they thought he was asleep for four hours, but it turns out he was actually deceased. No, he wasn't dead, but uh, we sure thought he was. Oh, he We're, wasn't dead. No, if he was, we didn't know because you know it would have happened later. We were all making that joke. Oh, We're like okay. way to bring a way to bring a dead body to the show, turd. <laughs> uh, no, I I don't know what the deal was with the guy, but he was out in the car, and I think you know probably somebody that. Did some drugs or something on the way there because we didn't see him. And all right. of a sudden there's some dude out in the, basically like bringing a body in the trunk, you know, kind of a vibe. It right. was really, it was really weird, but no, he didn't die. Cause if he'd have died, I'd have known about that. Oh, okay. See, Jaron, Jer, I think Jaron is under the impression that the dude was dead because that's how he told the story. And that makes a great story. So I'm glad he told it that way. It, but. it, it definitely makes for a better story than, no, he was just passed out in the car. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Dead's better in this scenario, yeah. Yeah, I don't have any of those crazy stories like that. Oh, I'm, I'm sure you got plenty of decently crazy stories. I got this one crazy story. This one Thanksgiving, uh, you came over to my house and we played video games. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty crazy. Yeah, you, you actually... Uh, you had us over at your house for Thanksgiving one year. That's very, yeah, very, very a, generous and kind of you. Yeah, we played we played video games and stuff. I feel like and just hung out, ate food. Yep, yep. That's that the kind is, of stuff we do. And I think the Crossfade guys were over there too, right? They were, yeah. Yep, they sure were. Yeah, it was a good. Uh, and then uh, there was another time you you had us over and we we putted around on your pontoon boat for a few days there. Oh yeah, that's right. That's more fun. Yeah, that was that was a good time. Are you still in that same that same place? Yeah, 
Yep. I'm sitting in the basement right now. That's a good, that's a good spot you got there. The comfy little spot. Yeah, because we were going down the channel and you were looking, I remember that you were looking at the houses going, man, if this was in California, it'd be worth something because they're not worth a lot here. <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh you know, you're getting into some real serious pricing if you if you're talking about California, but oh yeah, big difference than than Fenton, Michigan. <laughs> that's, that's the beauty of the rest of the country, though. You know, I, I'm in I'm in Arkansas these days. Anthony over here is in Missouri. You're in Michigan. You know, we're we're all in God's country where you can afford to still yeah, we can live and eat. You know. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Well, actually, Anthony, he lives in a school bus. So what's your trailer van? That's pretty cool. What was that, Anthony? Sure. My, internet's just, I was like, my internet's being weird right now. It is. Yeah, I, I can't hear him much. When you when you say something, it kind of like the audio comes in real fast and goes real quick, like it's trying to catch up. Oh, look at that. Yeah, we, we also just had uh, Phil from, from Taproot on here. Oh, yeah. And, uh, right I, heard, I heard they got a, a little string of shows doing well. Yeah, somebody up. just put up – They yeah, they just sold out the third night, and it's not until uh, uh, September. That's nuts. Yeah. That's great. Somebody says somebody's stoned. It's not me. <laughs> it's definitely not Kevin. <laughs> yeah, it's probably Anthony and his uh, internet. So are, are you still doing uh are you still only doing shows on weekends or are you are you venturing no, back been, down to the weekdays? Yeah, we're we're back doing like uh averaging three, sometimes four nights, but I'm getting so old it's hard for me to do that that many in a row because I also do all the behind the scenes, as you know. Right. So, you know, like that's what I was up there today doing all that stuff, you know flushing septic systems and all the crap that you got to do behind the scenes and booking and uh, promotions and all that. So it's hard for me to um, then go and do multiple nights in a row when I have to get back up and be there at seven, eight in the morning. And then it's just those days of those 17, 18 hour days. Absolutely. At this age, back in the day, I'd be like, Woo, let's go. But now I'm like, yeah, let's, Let's just take a little break. Dude, I hear you, man. Yeah. It, it catches up with you. Yeah, oh, yeah. Still time. You weren't before. Sorry about that. Like, I was like, there's like a weird delay. I heard like school bus my name and it was like frozen. Like, yeah. Yeah. You, you're better now. You're better now. What What were you trying to ask Kevin? I was I was going to ask you what your favorite band was. That's what, I, that's what that all that was supposed to mean. My favorite band? Yeah. Yeah. That you booked, I guess. That you booked more so. A smile, empty soul. <laughs> <laughs> I, I i i get asked that question a lot like what my favorite band is I book so many bands it's like it's like interesting like uh, you know like you you've got to work with a lot of people, you know shoot i lost him there for a second still not coming in i think he was i think he was asking uh you, you know you get to you've booked so many bands and worked with so many bands behind the scenes you know like like who what bands have you really enjoyed booking and bringing in and working with? Man, um, that's a tough one. Like I said, I get asked that a lot. And I, I feel like because I'm, I'm friends with everybody, it's hard to like pick anybody because 
there's I, I really enjoy everybody. You know, there's been a few people that I, I'd just as soon not have over, you know, to my house or something. But I mean, that's a really tough question because I've, I'm so close with so many people and they're the crew. And like, I know most of the crews that are out there running around because um, I'm there the whole time. So it's not like I walk through and go, everything okay, all right, I'll see you later. Uh, I'm there the whole time with everybody from before load in till after load out. Um, so I don't know, but I'll, one of my all-time favorite bands is Clutch. So, you know, they don't, they, I'm sure they know that. But And one that I got real excited about was uh, I brought in um, Crash Test Dummies, an old school, like uh, one of those bands that everybody's like, you like them? I'm like... Hell yeah, that's one of those old school bands I really enjoy. Nice. Did they play recently? Um, yeah, like a year and a half ago, maybe a year ago. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, a little over a year ago. Yeah, so it was a pretty big deal for me. Someone in the comments wants to know, um, if you could choose any celebrity to see get tickled, who would it be? <laughs> any they're asking me or Sean? Yeah, I think you, bro. You're the guest. Like, we're just <laughs> any celebrity? To, do I get to be the one tickling them? I, that's subjective. I don't know. Like, I, like I get for the sake of this year, yeah. Uh, if I could choose any celebrity, probably like uh, somebody be fun. Uh, somebody actually probably somebody that wouldn't like it. So let's go with. Uh, I feel like Tom Cruise wouldn't think it was that cool. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's you're a good answer, answer. <laughs> yeah, dude. dude. The the so would you say the health, mental yeah. image of you tickling Tom Cruise? <laughs> yeah. trying the to get away and here comes like an orangutan. <laughs> dude, no, that's what did it for me too. Yeah, that's crazy, man. A great, that's a great fucking answer. Like I think on your toes like that. That was hilarious as fuck, man. Especially because I feel like you could just easily hold him down and just there's nothing he could do about it. You know you're. I'd, I'd hold him like a baby and tickle him that way. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's great, man. The person hey. that asked it said they'd, uh, they'd, they'd uh, tickle Justin Bieber. That's what they said. That's what they their pick. Man, you know, uh, you, you just brought up Clutch. I, I remember one time we were playing the shop, and uh, I think it was the two days before we were playing there, Clutch was playing two nights in a row and one of them was Halloween. And uh, so we came out and we, we just parked our bus across the street in the Dort mall. And we just hung out there for a couple of days watching clutch. It was like the, the best time ever just being there and not having to play. Yeah. Getting, getting to see that band. Yeah. Yeah. That, they're, they're definitely one of my favorites of all time too. I love that band. Yeah. They don't, they don't mess up. No. That is I, one tight band. Dude, I don't know how they keep their their it seems like they keep their repertoire of songs like so fresh. Like they they're one of those bands that I feel like could just like pull up a song that they haven't played for like 10 years and just like play it. And that's just amazing to me. I mean, I have to like it's even, they even change their set list every night, man. They've got so big of a catalog. Right. When they do the the, the two nighters, they don't they don't need to repeat songs. No. Yeah. You know, you come and you're going to hear two different sets completely. Yeah. This person keeps asking questions about being tickled. Like, they're like, are any of you, are any of you three tickled? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love a good tickle fight. 
<laughs> Dude, like one question is fucking weird. Like, like three of them's really fucking weird. <laughs> uh, at least he, at least he just comments that he loves the 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 Tom Cruise tickle choice, though. Yeah, he did. We agrees with us there. Yeah, yeah. Love the Tom. That's cool. An astounding choice, dude. Uh, how tall, Kevin? How tall are you? Uh, well, I'm shrinking because I'm getting old, but close to six three. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Kevin could just hold Tom Cruise down and just fucking <laughs> tickle him mercilessly until he pisses his pants. I think I'm, I think you're getting him excited, bro. They keep asking like tickle questions. Like, like the first time I saw that, I was just like, "That's the fucking funniest question I've ever been asked in the stream, bro." Or ever had to ask somebody like on the stream, bro. Like, yeah, yeah, it's it's an interesting one. It keep, keeps it fresh, though. You know, poor poor Tom Cruise. He deserves it. So it's, it's like, <laughs> dude, you know. uh It'd be pretty fun to tickle the shit out of Bill Gates too. I know I was, I was saying the other day that I he's he would be my choice to fight, but he'd probably be my choice to hold down and tickle as well. Okay, so it just depends. Once you get there, you're gonna make the decision which way you're gonna go with it, or both. You know, yeah, you pick, pick both. Yeah, you could start out tickling and then just start start throwing blows. You have to tickle fight Bill Gates. Uh, That's crazy. Man, uh, speaking about fighting, what was that? Uh, what was that one time that we played there, that that all hell broke loose, and uh, didn't didn't you guys have to like kind of didn't some somebody get crazy and you guys kind of had to like rough him up a little bit and then he sued you guys and it was like this ongoing thing for like years. Yeah, he 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 got uh, he got pretty um, pretty nuts out there, but uh yeah i called the police on them and stuff and then they were gonna sue us it went on forever because i wasn't i I wasn't gonna let it go we didn't nobody did anything to them yeah um so i was like i'm not letting that shit go and uh, so i went all the way with it and then the insurance company uh it was just you know how attorneys are they you know they're gonna all get together and decide how they can make the most money and then you got two different you know attorneys that are buddies one for the insurance company. They're just helping feed each other's families. So, right. Uh, I, th- I think they thought I was going to be like, "Oh, okay, cool." And I was like, "Oh, hell no!" So we went the whole fucking way through with it. What was not like it, over a year or two years long of a of a. Oh process? yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, I, they didn't get anything from it. They did like a small settlement just because they didn't want to go through the court at the yeah. end. And so the the insurance company, you know, gave enough to pay the the damn attorney. So the only people that won on the whole thing was the two attorneys that were buddies that had this whole little back and forth thing all worked out. And whenever I would call, you know, tell them how I felt about them, they would, uh, oh, you can't talk to us like that. I'm like, hmm, seems like I just did. <laughs> yeah, I always love that, man. They can't, they tell you you can't say what you just said. I love that. Yeah, yeah, I, I but I did. <laughs> yeah, I about words, man. It's awesome. Yeah, that's that, that's crazy, man. The, being in the midst of a lawsuit like that is is so stressful too. It's it's like it was brutal because you, you even though you know that you know your guys didn't do anything, um, you just you never know. It's it sucks that in this you know world right now, you you feel like you have to defend yourself at every every angle. Even though you're not doing anything, it's not what you're doing. It's what people can try and make it look like you're doing. True. So. 
Yeah, and even then, who cares? It's like, I mean, it's like, like you said, like they'll be like, you said a word, and it's like, I mean, like I'll in comedy, it's like way more, it's, it's just as bad. I feel like you like they like try to make you, they call it like, retarded the R word. Like you said the R word. I'm just like, I'm gonna fucking kill all these people. You know, it's just, it's just fucking insane. It's just like you go to that point, you're just like, I just want to throw these people off bridges or something. You know, it's like, oh, <laughs> metaphorically. Well, they're lucky they didn't grow up when I did. They would have they would have really cried. Dude, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you know, when when me, me and my friends were hanging out as kids, there were lots of words being thrown around that were just fun and funny that now you just get completely anxiety for, you know. Yeah. And there's I mean, nothing I, wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with bullying, I don't feel like. You know, I think it like grows people. Like, you know what I mean? Like, makes them strong and shit. I was like a fat kid with a bowl cut, bro. I got roasted all the time, you know? That's why I'm fucking awesome, though, you know? Like, they fucking held me accountable for my my, my, my fatness and my bowl cutness, you know? Like, so they're like, you know, that's how I feel. Like, it makes you Yeah, stronger. you owned it. Yeah. yeah. It makes you, I feel like, the same way. I remember getting where different jobs and stuff, the older guys would pick on me and stuff. I think it's what it made me, well, for right. one thing, good at, good at picking on other people. I know yeah, that fair. made me a lot better at that. <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> Dude, it, it toughens you up, man. You you have. Huh. I mean, the world doesn't bend for you, and and but they're trying to create a society where society bends for you. But that's not representative of the way just the natural world works, you know. So they're creating a bunch of people that think that the world should bend to to meet their needs, and they're just going to be get the shit kicked out of them at the end of the day because it's never going to happen, you know. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Things are a lot different. Back in the day, we actually had to worry about. Open our mouths and getting our ass kicked. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, even in my generation, man, like I feel like, you know, it's, it's, it's like weird too. Like they're like, like I didn't like that you said that. It's like okay, you know what I mean? Like that's like just you know, that's just like an annoying opinion. It's not like a law. I mean, it's like, okay. yeah. it's just like okay, you think you think you didn't like that? Okay, that's great. Thanks for telling me. You know, that's like yeah. I feel it's like thanks for your opinion. That's like fucking unnecessary as fuck. You know, sorry, especially to that's not on me. You, you know, in your profession, Anthony, where your your job is to get up on stage and and tell jokes and and offend people, it's like how could anybody seriously get offended by a stand up comic? Like that's their fucking job, dude. Half of the jokes that a stand up comic says aren't even their real opinions. They're just trying to create a joke, create a scenario, deliver with some funniness, and and you getting offended about it is just like why did you go to a comedy show? Dude, yeah, right. and it's, and we shouldn't be the only ones with free speech. Like everyone should be able to do this at their jobs, at their schools, and like like I, like they have you like they have you where you can't even say your opinion if you want a job or like feed your family or something. It's insane. It's like a police state, like a psychological police state. It's fucking insane. Yeah, no, it's true. It's it's authoritarianism, you know, based on the threat of 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 losing everything. You know, if you say the wrong thing, it's 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 an invisible cage. You know. Yeah, and like an artist isn't like a rare exception to the rule. Like everyone has free speech. You know what I mean? Like that's what that's right. like how I feel. It's like he's gonna like five people on Netflix have have free speech. Like everyone has it. You know, that's like I, that's like it's insane. We forgot that man. It's like crazy. We got another question here, Kevin. Kevin, what's been the greatest challenge you've had to face running a machine shop, and how'd you overcome it? Sounds like a, they're hiring you. Sounds like a hiring question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, let's see here. I, <laughs> Man, the greatest challenge. I don't know that you get so many challenges every day. Um, man, I, I'd say just the hardest thing is, you know, booking the, the artists and making sure everybody's, you know, uh, doing okay as far as, you know, make sure it's good for everybody. That's a 
that's the challenge because you're trying to balance that it's good for the artists, the venue, the employees, the the agents, the, you know, just so many different people. That's a balancing act right there. Um, I'd say that's it right there. I, I can tell you this at, at my, if I was starting over, I probably wouldn't do this. <laughs> Everybody's always like, oh man, it's gotta be the coolest job. Just show up and party and hang out with everybody. It's like, eh, that's not even close to what it is. It is a lot of stress. That's for sure. Yeah. You know, when Taproot's bass player is demanding fucking only green M&Ms and you're the one that's got to go get the industrial size bags and start sorting through the colors and, and, and separating them. I mean, that can't be fun, right? Yeah. Fuck that clown. He doesn't get no <laughs> goddamn green M&Ms. <laughs> <laughs> I love Phil. <laughs> yeah. He's the shit. Yeah, he's cool. You know, uh, you know, it was interesting that these guys might want to hear I, that we talked about extensively is I know you, you, went through a lot during the coronavirus era there because of uh, everything being shut down. Yeah. That must have been a particularly challenging time. Yeah, that was, that was scary. Uh, Cause up here we were shut down for 18 months. Um, and so I started to wonder if I, if I was just, if it was done. Yeah. Um, I wondered if we were going to reopen. Uh, it definitely has changed uh, how I look at a lot of things. Now I'm still just a goofball but I'm being more careful than I ever was um, because before it was like, I felt like I was still, Oh, I got a lot of years left, you know, this and that. And then all of a sudden you come back from that and you're in your fifties and you're like, ah, maybe I better be a little more careful for a while. <laughs> Appreciate what you got going and realize it's yeah. lasts forever. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. I'm glad you guys pulled through that. That, that was a, uh... thanks man. That was a weird time for everybody, obviously. Yeah, but, glad you did too, man. Yeah, I think the the uh, touring music world got rocked pretty fucking hard. Yeah, yeah, I did get to uh, realize that i i like uh, I like the idea of being retired now. That was nice. I uh, uh, probably going to do some sewing and cooking and things like that. I picked up a lot of those those hobbies over that, so that was nice. Nice. You you doing some sewing? I made that shit up, man. Hell no, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was working on hot rods and brewing my own beer. <laughs> Smoking some stogies, I'd imagine, as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was doing strictly manly stuff. That's right. <laughs> Actually, you know, believe it or not, my, my daughter brings me her stuffed animals with, like, holes in them and shit. And she's like, Dad, can you sew this? So I... You know, I figured it out, and I, I'll, I'll sew up little little holes and stuff to animals. So, yep. You know, yeah, it's it's the shit you got to do. Yep. Some of the shit you got to do. Oh my yeah. god, dude! Uh, when your when your son was was uh, was young, did you ever have to go through the orthodontic shit at all? Yeah. Yeah, where they got to get braces and all that stuff. Yeah. Oh my god, man! My daughter's uh, six. And today she had a, you ever heard of an expander? Did your son ever have yeah. to do that? Yep. He did that? Yeah. Oh, man. She just had that put in on, on her on her bottom uh, jaw. And that is just, it's yeah. hard, to, hard to watch, man. 
Yeah, I, I just should have done like my parents did and said, ah, screw it, and left his teeth all gack like mine. <laughs> my parents are like, oh, that's a unique feature. <laughs> no, you're cheap. It's char- it's charm. That's uh, character. <laughs> Same with mine. That's why I got these. I got the buck teeth going on, and the and the crazy castles down here, as my daughter calls them. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I was born with great genetics. I had the like, exact opposite problem. Like, I was just like born perfect. Like it's weird. You were born perfect. Oh, yeah. I That's can fucked. see that. It's <laughs> fucked up, you know. And I, and I feel insecure about it a lot. You know, it's like a it's, it's hard. It's like it's honestly like a hard thing to deal with. You know. Dude. Yeah, I can imagine everybody. Everybody always being like, "Man, he's perfect." What do we say to him? It's a lot to, it's a lot to deal with, man. It's a lot. We have a thousand forty-nine people watching this right now for some reason. Is that good? I mean, I don't know. It must it's be not, Kevin. Not ten million. Yet, but it's, it's still fucking cool. Yeah. It's either that or your mom has like started a bunch of uh, different VPN addresses. <laughs> my mom or Anthony's? All of her moms. I bet our oh, moms have teamed up. Our moms united. They're like, my baby's on the TV. That's great. Keep sharing the kids. There's a chat on the side going on. What's yeah, that? I can read the chat shit. I didn't even realize that was going on because I don't normally do this stuff. And yeah. I'm seeing you guys are like answering questions and shit. Yeah, you know, you hit that comments thing and you can see what these, all these uh, different versions of our moms have to question us about. <laughs> My mom just be like, why haven't you been more successful? <laughs> <laughs> you catch right to the core of it, huh? It's just high voice for me. That's, I've never said that. I'm not even typing. Uh, so what, uh, what shows you got coming up in the near future, Kevin? Um, let's see here. This week I got, uh, oh, you know, the otherwise and Adelita's, uh, way boys, don't you? A little bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah they're there this Friday. Uh, I got struggle Jennings on Thursday. Um, then, you know, Dusty and the guys at the shop got that, uh, that band called iron snake that eighties, uh, like they kind of have fun with it. Oh, okay. Oh, actually they're doing their Dr. DeLorean one this weekend though. It's like new wave. Oh, somebody said, hi assholes. Boy, they sure know us. <laughs> but uh yeah there's quite a bit of cool stuff coming all the time um man it's, i got the, the el nino boys coming in next week and uh well oh, yeah, nice. next week i don't know it all starts to blend man yeah um but yeah we just just keep on rolling that's great yeah when do you head out uh i leave on uh the 19th okay and uh we're out for about a month. I actually checked over here uh, just a second ago. I think we're at your place on June 9th. Okay. Yeah, that sounds right. I think it's a Friday. Awesome. Looking forward yep. to it. I'll Faster definitely... Pussycat's playing the night after you. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> let me see. Uh, let me see what we got going on. Uh, we get, we'll we be in Toledo. Okay. Or else I'd, right. I'd stick around. Yeah, that'd be a, that way you can see what I grew up on. See a bunch of people my age breaking hips and shit. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, doing the uh, d- dusting off the leather jackets and going out and. Yep. And, We're still uh, cool, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to be back and playing. Our, We're doing like most of our our first record on this tour. 
So I had to dust off some songs I haven't played in like 20 years. And it's going to be interesting. Gonna practice good? Practice okay, I guess. All right. We'll let you know if you mess up. Yeah. <laughs> you, you think, uh, I, I know last time we came in, um, John, I think you just gotten a new board. Oh, was you guys there when we had that? Uh, we got the new, um, we got the uh, Allen and Heath D Live 3500. Yeah, I think big you, bad boy. he's got that down now. Awesome. Because I was going to, yeah. I was hoping to bring, I, I think last time he had just, you had just gotten it in and, and uh, I was wanting to, to record the show, but um, I think he was just kind of getting, you know, his, his brain wrapped around that thing. So, Hopefully yep. this time I could throw him a, a little flash drive and, and get the get the uh, show recorded. He's got that figured out because he's been doing some for different people. Awesome. I'll have yep. to reach out he's, and set it up with him. Figured out. Hell maybe, yeah. if maybe if I don't fuck it up too much, we could release some sort of like a live at the machine shop kind of thing. Awesome. Awesome, man. Oh, oh, yeah. I've been thinking hey, about that. Did you change your mustache? Do what? Did you go off and change your mustache? It looks different. <laughs> I was just twirling it while you guys were talking business. Oh, okay. <laughs> business meeting real fast. I'm going to upgrade. You got one brand of beard wax in one side and then another brand in the other? Yeah, yeah. You got to these days, man. You got you to gotta try them all. Giving yep. them the little the little side-by-side -side test run? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, get them both tried at home. You know, try it, <laughs> try it at home. I just trim mine. I don't have enough there. I'll do it. Hang on. I'll do it with my ear here. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Dude, hey, Kevin, you ever do comedy shows up there? Yeah, we just did uh, Donnie Baker the other night. You guys ever seen Donnie Baker? He does the uh, – nah, okay, well, I'm not going to explain it because it won't be funny, but uh, we did uh, – you got to know Bobcat Goldway. Oh, yeah, yeah. From back in the day, the Police Academy, Police Academy movies and stuff. Oh, yeah. We did him, sure. did Kevin Farley, uh, Doug Stanhope. Um, That's right. That's right. Yeah, we've done it. We've done a few of them, and it's it's a lot of fun to do those. I think I remember something about a picture of Doug Stanhope kissing butt cracks butt cheek or something like that. Is that? Yeah, he he, he dug his tongue pretty deep into it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> After yeah. the show. I remember that picture. Yeah that's, yeah, that's pretty legendary. Yeah, he's been there a couple times, but yeah. And uh, he did that because Brian Poissane, the comedian, got his picture next to his ass crack. So Doug had to one-up him. Awesome. He definitely yeah. did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. So yeah. We had Doug after that, none of us would kiss him. Before that, we were thinking about it. After that, nope. Uh, that was the end of that. Huh? <laughs> well, didn't uh, Doug Stanhope do this show before I was I was uh, hosting it with you, Anthony? Yeah, he, was, he was the first comic we ever had on was Doug Stanhope. I think on on this show, like this was one of the first comics. He's he's right. he's great, dude. Yeah, and Bobcat's yeah. playing the same place. I'm playing in Kansas City. I think he's he's at the Kansas City Comedy Club, like a couple around the same time I am and stuff. Like, I saw I saw in there. He's playing some of the same clubs. Nice. That's, that's where my buddy Chris Porter's from. Kansas City? You know, yeah, you know Chris Porter? I don't know anything about Kansas City. Oh, I, okay. I thought maybe you knew, you know, some of those comedians there. No, I, just, I saw on the tour schedule. Like, I, he's there, I saw that Bobcat's touring because he was on, um, he was like a month before, a month after me. He was, some, he was somewhere in the, 
I saw him. I saw his name on there. I always skim every other names. So I'm like, I'm like, who else is on here? Like, and he was like, yeah, he's torn. Chris Porter, the stand-up, right? He's, I, I think yeah. I've heard of his stuff. He's good. Yeah, he's really funny. He's I'm not familiar. Familiar. Yeah, I'll have to look that up. I'm not familiar. I like that finding new guys like that, just like that I've never seen. You know? Yeah, so he's got a couple specials out, and uh, uh, he just put out a new special, as a matter of fact. And uh, he he was on like uh, Last Comic Standing and things like that. Yeah, I'll just YouTube it later. That sounds cool. Yeah, my my tour manager Fonzo, you know Fonzo, Kevin. Yeah. Uh, he he throws stand up on while we're on tour, to, you know, roll into the next cities, and he he showed me that first quarter guy and yeah, he's, uh, he's a funny dude. Yeah, he's one of the guys that I actually asked Fonzo who it was because it was it was good stuff. He's kind of like the angry the angry guy a little right. bit, you know, the angry comic. That's that's a good stick though. It works. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Man, the lake's my favorite venue. Man, I was I was there this weekend. Like, look at the Ozarks. I, I fucking love it out there, man. Like. It's like fucking white trash Hollywood, like more white trash than Hollywood. You know, it's, it's like yeah, I, I, I love it, man. Oh, nice. I, I've never been out there, but after watching the the show Ozark, it looks pretty cool. Dude, dude yeah, it's the, it's the fucking it's the fucking best, man. I love it out there. I was there all weekend, man. I, lo- I love it out there. Nice. You gonna move out there with your bus? I'm fucking trying to. My wife teaches so far, though. It's like otherwise I'd already be out there. You know, like yeah, yeah. Let's just move right now. And she's like, well, I have like a boring job that's going to put you to sleep if I talk about it further. I'm like, well, at least your wife knows the reality of her, of, of the boringness of her profession. She knows I talk. She knows I'm talking shit. Like, no, a bit of, no, like fucking, uh, uh, she doesn't watch this show. Sean, we're safe. My wife. She's like, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just fucking up. But no, I think, uh, I mean, dude, having to go to teacher function sucks. Like, that's like one of the worst parts. Like, that's the only bad part about dating a teacher, probably. Shit, like, dating a teacher, they have summers off, so they can tour with you. That's kind of cool. And then, like, most of it's cool, you know what I mean? But then, like, going to those teacher parties fucking suck. Like, I, I'm just surrounded by, like, like, dude, the last function I was at, this one lady's like the size of like three refrigerators at the table. And I'm like, trying not to roast her. And then, like, this other guy sucks. And, like, and, like, and, then, and then, like, this other guy's like four foot tall. I'm just like, try- I'm just sitting here, just like watching like sports on my phone so I don't like roast everybody. I'm just, I'm like, yeah, I'm watching fucking college basketball so I don't fucking like just kill you with my words, you know? <laughs> <laughs> fucking words. Nerds. Dude, it's the worst. And I'm like, Can you drinking- say nerds? Can you say nerds? Yeah, you can oh, still yeah. say nerds. Nerds no, is still call, okay. Yeah, no, it's it's fine. We used to just call them all faggots, but now, but now we call. Yeah. Now you're canceled. Now you're canceled. Sorry. Yeah, that'll do it. Well, that'll that'll do do it. Your Facebook feed just dropped. <laughs> <laughs> and well, the YouTube feed. Best part about being self-employed is like you can't fire yourself. You know. You're yeah. Like, well, I guess I'm still here because like I'm not gonna fire me. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think you guys can relate to that. I think I mean owning a venue, having a fucking rock band that fucking people have heard of you know i think like you guys are like independent businessmen it's the same thing it's like, like I, that's the way out it's like okay i guess i'll never work at fucking jiffy lube guys but i but i you know but I, I think i'm just gonna work for myself still you know and say words i want to use you know and i think that's america you know it's like just like that's like that's what we need it's like all right well let's be self-employed you know yeah yeah i could i could never go the other way again yeah. I'd make, uh-uh, i'd be too lippy and yeah it wouldn't work it didn't the first time, you know. Like, why would I would second time? Yeah, you get too used to being your own boss, man. There's, there's no going back. There's mm-hmm. just no going back. I've, I've, I've even considered like, um, 
you know, I, I'm, I, I enjoy firearms and shooting and, and, you know, I've even considered in between tours, um, I'm friends with the, the manager of this gun store up, up by me. And I've considered just, you know, working part time when I'm home over there just to shoot the shit with, with, you know, friends and talk about guns and, and shit like that. But then I think about like, now at some point, there's going to be like a job to do that's going to creep in and somebody's going to tell me I got to go do it. And I'm going to be like, fuck off. Yeah. I couldn't do it. The only way that it would be cool to, to work for someone is if you work for me, because I'm a really cool boss. I believe that. <laughs> and it would be okay. <laughs> the longest job I ever had was like high school. It was like Arby's. Like I worked at fucking Arby's for like two years. The longest I ever had a job or somebody else. And like, and, and like I just remember like those fucking people. Like, like I just be make. I just do whatever I wanted to do. And this one lady was like, "You can't do that. Like, are you trying to? Are you trying to work here forever?" And I'm just like, "No, actually." <laughs> like, I'm doing that. I'm trying to get fired. Yeah. Yeah, I've already started a 401k. <laughs> yeah, it's like I would drop curly fries for rich people for the rest of my life. I'm just like, I mean, that's how I felt. I, I like it was like crazy. I'm like, I immediately just was like, I don't know, man. I saw it. I don't know. I'm like, I, I see like rock stars do it. Like, I, I'm, I'm talentless, or I'd be a musician too, man. Like, like Sean, I, I, if I, if I was talented, I'd be like Sean, but I'm not. So I'd like <laughs> fucking like talking to a microphone and shit. Like, but like I, I, you see, I saw like Elvis. I'm like, I want that job. You know, like as a kid, you're like you're like three like three years old. You see Elvis or something. Like, I want his job. You know. <laughs> yeah. No shit. That's what it feels like, you know. Everyone, everything else sounds stupid, you know. Like, do you want to go to college to make I uh, know to be less cool than Elvis, you know? Yeah, no shit. <laughs> I remember. I think my longest job I worked at Petco when I was a teenager for probably a year and a half. That's funny. And uh, I was lucky though because my friend was the manager, and he, you know, he was like Kevin. He was he was cool as shit. So I used to like come in so hungover, and. uh I used to climb up the, uh, they had like this huge shelving unit in the back with like dog beds. I used to climb up to the top one because no one could see up there and make a little dog bed nest and go to sleep. <laughs> go take a nap. So it worked out for quite a while. Hell yeah. <laughs> but, uh, that's, no, that's no career right there, you know. Yeah. It could even be a job, you know. I feel like, I job, like most jobs like don't even need to be done, it seems like. Like to be honest, yeah. just busy work to make like rich people richer is what it seems like. Which, which I mean, uh, which isn't bad. I'm not against that. I'm just saying that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we found our niche. I'm trying to do <laughs> so we're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I think the only legitimate thing that I mean you can really do at Petco is just if you work the register, you're accomplishing something. But other than that, I would just walk around and people would ask me like questions I had no fucking clue the answer to about animals and their habits and their fucking their needs. And I would just be like, you know, I don't, I don't know. know, but I can find that out for you and then just go up to your dog bed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And this was before the Google machine was, was just in your phone too. So it's not yeah. like you can go Google the information. You just had to go run and hide. Yep. There you go. They're like, best stores are fucking crazy, man. Like, 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 I feel like it's like the dogs are just like prisoners and sad. And then like, and then you have like a detached, like person girl with like short hair, kind of chubby, like being like, I want a puppy, you know? And it's like going and then just going there, like buying something. Like they don't even understand each, like, you know I mean, it's just like a weird vibe. It's like a weird thing. It's like a negativity of all. And then I look at like fish in those tiny tanks. I'm like, holy fuck. That looks like hell. You know, I'm like, I'm like fucking, you know, I just, I just fucking, that shit freaks me out, man. Going to the pet There's store. a lot of misery energy at a pet store, dude. It's, it's yeah. like, even, you know, they try to make it look pleasant and nice, but like behind the scenes, you know, like I remember like the, the, 
the hamsters and the mice and the rats would have like litters of babies. And then they'd go back there and separate like the, the mother and the little litter in its own tank in the, in the back. And then you'd go back there and like find that the, the, the mouse mom had like eaten the heads of like four of her babies and shit. Oh, yeah, I couldn't do it that. still exists. Like, you know, yeah, you're just like, this is like a horror show right now, dude. I, they're dark ass energy, man. And then like the people buying animals don't even understand. Like, they don't understand like another living organism. They just want them as like an accessory. It's insane. Like they're just, they're just like, oh look at this, you'd match my shoes. I'm like, holy shit, your dog would match your shoes. Like, I'm like, you're nuts. Dude. <laughs> like, it just fucking freaks me out. Like people think like that. You know? Somebody says they bounced strip clubs until they they got tired of seeing naked women. It was time to stop. Yeah, that's the worst. Want that to happen. Yeah, that's the worst. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, I think I know that guy actually. That's Fonzo's brother right there. What oh, happened? is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Going by an alias. He He's... ain't tricking you, man. He ain't tricking you. No. He's he's sitting pretty right now in, in Florida in his in his in his uh screened in back porch. Guaranteed just looking out over his little field of, of Fruit trees and fucking, he's got a nice little spot down there. That'd be pretty awesome. Right now it's like, um, it's just above freezing here in Michigan. Really? Yeah, it was 40 degrees and raining and now it's dark out. So it's got to be damn near freezing out there. Oh, man. I'm over it. I'm ready for summer. I bet, dude. Yeah. I'll take my shirt off, make everybody throw up. I'm really looking forward to summer. That's great. <laughs> Dude, yeah, that's what's, that's what's weird about your venue being huge too to me personally, which is I think is cool. Is is like it's it's in like a city. No, I feel like no one wants to go to. Like Flint, Michigan, to me sounds like terrible to me. It I is. don't know why. But but you like I feel like man. I, I'm from I'm from I would never. You mean it's like well, you mean you, you understand like the other like famous clubs like like the Whiskey Go Go. Like a bunch of people are tricked to go to L.A. They all think it's like oh see ocean look. I mean that that one like kind of makes sense to me, even though I think L.A. sucks too. But but I think like um but I think that like you understand I understand. Why? Why a world famous venue be there? But yours, I would argue, is the same caliber in a town that I would ne- like. That's to me has no appeal from tourists. Or I don't understand it. You know I mean, I don't understand it. There, Flynn is not a tourism stop. It's not any of that stuff. It is blue collar. And that's what's working, crazy. Working class people. Um, and luckily, we're not too far out of Detroit, so we get a lot of people coming from you know down Detroit way, Saginaw. Wow. We got you know. So it's not like people are like here on vacation and stop in for the show. Right. That's um, crazy about it. That's what's crazy about your market. Like you, you, you have a club at the same caliber with like a different demographic. It's an interesting demographic. Yeah, that. I know, think it, I think it works. It's like you know, there's strip clubs around us, and it, it's just it's you know that whole rock and roll hardcore kind of a vibe. And we do country music too, and that does really well. I bet. There we go. I I agree with this. Machine shop is the best part of Flint. Hell yeah! <laughs> I've never been. I've never been. I've only heard like horror stories. Like, you know, it's like they're like they're like the water's gross and like there's no jobs. So I'm like fuck that. Then you know, it's like I, I, I just saw. You I mean TV told me not to go there, so I didn't go there. It may be awesome though. I've just never been, and I should check it out one day. You know, I feel the, yeah. the machine shop is is its own kind of like destination though. I mean, I can't tell you how many people in my life have at this point over the 20 years of my touring career traveled up to Flint to, to go see us there. Cause they wanted to see us at the machine shop. You know, like a lot of people that's that right. I know. It's a lot. No, it's, and that's what's crazy about it. It's venue. Like it has that vibe, like a ball, like a, like a CBGB's or like a, or like a fucking like a, 
what's that one in LA to get in the whiskey or whatever you put out? Yeah, like it's like yeah, has the same kind of vibe as that. On like a as a, I'm a consumer in in your fields, so so I, I feel like I see it like that. I'm like those are your clubs of that caliber, which is crazy, and like it's awesome to even like be able to. I mean, it's cool that Sean even knows you. Like, I mean, it makes sense he does, but like, it's cool that I even get to meet somebody that owns the club. Like, that's like nuts to me. That's like fucking nuts, man. Like, congratulations on your success, Thanks, I mean, man. Yeah, Sean's I, been my buddy the whole time. Twenty years now, we've known each other. You guys started around the same time. It seems like he's on his twentieth tour. You're on his twenty-first, uh, like year and stuff. Seems like you guys started around the same time. Like, you guys are easy. Yeah. I think we nope. met. What, what was that venue? Did we meet at the Metro in uh, in, in Detroit? I never even heard of that. Or what, did we what, meet before you were, came to the shop? Yeah, because because uh, in in two thousand three, our um, our Lava Records radio rep, what was his name? It's been so long, I can't remember his name. But um, he he brought you guys into our dressing room. We were on tour with Trapped and Seether up up there in the Midwest, the Northern Midwest, somewhere, and and. Uh, you guys came up into our dressing room. We all hung out, and then I think we were booked at your club like shortly after that. Oh wow, man! There you go. That shows you how old I'm getting. I, I don't remember it. Yeah, but I think you're making it up, Sean. But it's a good story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> no, that, that 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 sounds yeah possible. I I can't tell you where it was, but back you know back in the day, I would just like be like somebody's like hey let's go check out this show i'd be like all right let's roll now they're like hey let's go check out this show i'm like do they have seats does it <laughs> does it get over <laughs> yeah, i don't I, i'm sure you're just like me i don't i don't want to go to a fucking show that is not what i'm trying to do you know uh, i still love it but i do so many of them that it's it's uh what's your life some of the some of the, some of the magic's gone yeah oh dude it, it, the sheen wears off after a while, you know? Yeah, I, mean, I still love it. I mean, it, sometimes, like, my, my wife's family, where I live here in Arkansas, I don't have any family here, but my wife's family's here. And just recently, they all got all gung-ho about going to a show, and I'm just like, I'll stay home and watch Nora, our daughter, you know? You, you, yeah. guys, you guys go ahead. That's Have fun. I'll, I'll stay here and do this. I don't want to. Right. I'll do this for you guys. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now that my son's 21, he he likes hanging out up there and he's really getting into it. Oh shit, 21 now? Yeah. yeah he's <laughs> 21 now, so Dude, I think he was uh Yeah, I mean he was like in diapers I think when uh Yeah. Oh, he was just a little guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So he's actually now, hanging out at the shop and and having drinks now and whatnot, huh? Hey, he doesn't drink, so he just comes up there and hangs out and watches the bands, and um, he's playing a little bit and just enjoying it. So, dude, you you did it. That that just speaks to your your excellent parenting right there. That your that your son doesn't drink. That's amazing. Well, I think it wasn't excellent parenting. I think it was he saw me and a couple of my friends acting like assholes. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I don't want to be nothing like Dad and Chris and Tony. You, you, yeah, you, you set the example for for him to for what not see it. Yeah, at he what not to do it exactly. Lesson self code too, man. You know that generation <laughs> as much, man. Like I feel like the kids are kind of. I'm not, I'm not calling your kid up, but like I feel like the younger kids kind of kind of dorks, man, compared to us. You know, and like <laughs> yeah, we were we were tough guys, and they're all a bunch of wussies. Yeah, I know. They're just like yeah, 
So you know, not, like not particularly. You're just, you're just like they're all vape. They all vape and stuff too. I'm just like, are you guys fucking? It just looks stupid, you know. I'm just like, uh, I don't know. It's like get cancer in cooler ways, like cigarettes, dude. You know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what tough guys do. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was doing a show like Saturday, and I was like smoking. I told everybody they're getting secondhand cool. I'm like, fucking secondhand cool right now. I gotta remember that one. <laughs> <laughs> it was like. Uh, but no, I remember like I like used to be able to bum cigarettes and I was just like you fucking like everybody's vaping. It's like they have like this like grape cotton candy bullshit thing that just smells bad and they just like blow it in your face and it's look like losers. It's like fucking annoying. It's like uh I'll be walking through the club and I'll be like, Did somebody just open up a fresh box of fruit loops? <laughs> and it turns out it's just somebody smoking one of the <laughs> uh, That's so what next Bud Light can vapors. We're gonna put them they're gonna put them on there next. Man, you know, you know, it'd be fun. One of these days when we're playing the shop, Anthony should come up too and and do a do a little short, little comedy set. Yeah, man, that'd be cool. Maybe probably, crazy. That'd be fucking crazy, actually. We could probably make that happen. You can see why Flint is, you know, the, the destination. After talking yeah. shit about it to like a thousand twenty-four people, like, oh no, that's right. they're, they're like they're they're gonna make me drink the water at gunpoint, like. We're used to all the we're used to all the jokes about the water and yeah, yeah, all that there. stuff. No, it's place the automobile. It, is that situation actually remedied, or is that still an ongoing thing? I think they're still working on like a lot of the areas and stuff. We never got affected where we're at, um, right. and so we were fortunate on that. Um, but I, I I think they're still definitely some issues going on you just don't hear about it as much now because they've started replacing a lot of the pipes and whatnot but uh i think it, you're you're going to hear about it in other communities soon things yeah, are yeah. the the infrastructure's deteriorating and it's yeah. we just happen to nail it first or at least be aware of it first yeah, no, I, I think you're right dude i i think that uh i think we're gonna see a lot of shit in the yeah. near future no, yeah, thanks. So. No, it's true. I mean, I like I only I try to only drink well water. I mean, I'll drink occasionally if I'm like somewhere. I'll drink like water. It's not that, but I feel like it's all just recycled like like shit water. Basically, everybody's drinking and like and like I, I try to get into the caverns underneath Missouri because Missouri is like a very cavernous and like like so I drink from the wells, um, like like from the because everyone else is drinking their own shit like over and over again. And it's like weird to me, you know. And fluoride, like, give me they're like, oh, let's put fluoride yeah. a little bit, but I'm just like that's fucking insane to me. And like when I heard how the water system worked, I'm like, I don't want to drink that ever. Yeah, how they have anywhere. to treat everything and anywhere, like just yeah, yeah. It's like we we have like gallon, we get up like five gallon like tanks of like uh fucking. I live in a bus. That makes more sense. Yeah, but people are watching like what the fuck. But no, uh, no, I live in a bus. I have like hella get five gallon water of like uh, hello tanks of like fucking like fresh amazing water. Like I drink the best fucking water in the world. I feel like I feel like. And like it's like not fucking tainted with like fluoride and fucking whatever else. You know? Dude, it's super important, man. That my, my wife and I, we there's a company here in Arkansas called uh Mountain Valley Spring Water. And uh, you know, we pay to have them they come by every two weeks and deliver us, you know, like fifteen of these huge glass jugs and uh and that's all we drink because it's just you know, so important to drink actual fresh clean water i mean yep. people don't realize all the shit that they put in 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 uh city water and it's you know that shit builds up in your system and causes all kinds of and you're like toilets are connected to your drinking water it's insane 
Like it's like yeah. insane. Same like, water. Just, like, what are you doing? I'm just like, what is anybody doing? I'm just like, it's just <laughs> I was just like, I don't know, man. Same source. Mountain Dew's good though, right? Mountain Dew's good. I see that in places with bad water. Like, like there's a town called Troy next to me. They all drink soda. It's like weird. I'm like, why is everybody drink soda here? I, I notice like people with bad water drink sodas more. It's weird. I, I noticed there's a pattern, is what I'm trying to say. Dude, uh Chantel's down here says uh not according to Phil. That just reminded me, remember we were talking about water. He drinks raw milk. Yeah. Phil doesn't drink any water. He drinks only milk. Only uh and he's in better milk. shape than us, so he probably might be right. I don't know. That's that's gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Phil's clearly a psycho. It needs to be avoided from here on out. Uh, you're you're gonna see him for three days in a row. Uh I might see everybody but Phil. I'm gonna steer clear of him. I find out about the milk you know. thing. <laughs> has he has he told you about his his raw meat diet? It's just getting weirder. Well, he just he eats a lot of like like very raw meat. Really? I bet we did for most of the time though. I bet we're just like Mark. Like a lot of his thing made sense. I just don't have the bowl. I just drink water and like I'm lazy and I make people make me food. So you know, I just like buy food out all the time. So it's like, uh, but he makes it makes sense. I think we ate raw meat and fucking milk and the milk he's drinking is more real than our milk i think i don't drink milk like that though but i, I think like, almond milk but yeah phil, phil gets all of his shit from the amish right by him so it's all like as, yeah. as natural as, as can be and and uh, like he looks fucking 14 like so i mean I, 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 <laughs> it's working because he's, like, he's he still looks great he's, he's, also, he's also asian though you know he's got that like that Asians don't, uh-huh. don't age kind of thing going on. Mm-hmm. He's trying to talk like it's the, the meat and the milk, but it's not. <laughs> That's right. It's just it's those jeans. Those Asian jeans. <laughs> Dude, I'm just so, I'm so lazy. I get like this Greek restaurant like almost every day. Like I'll eat there like almost every day, like pretty much like four times a week when I'm in town. And on weekends, I'll do shows or something. Like I'll like, I like, I'm like just going through their menu constantly. I'm like, I'll take a Greek salad. I'm like, okay, I'll take this. You know, I'll take a euro. You know, it's going through their. Then it's like the best food of all time. It's like so fucking good. Yeah, you text me just about every day at lunch and say that you're eating at that Greek place. So. <laughs> yeah, the wings. How many wings? Oh, you you like hot chicken? So I was like, I'm like, I'm like wings, wings. Every time I'm like. Yeah, they have the best fucking wings. They have wings and garlic bread and fucking. They put like parmesan on them or on the wings or some shit. It's so good. Oh, I love that when they do that garlic parmesan type stuff. Dude, it's like it's like buffalo flavor, I guess, or hot flavor, whatever. And then they put a little bit of parmesan on it too. It's so fucking good, bro. Like, oh yeah, I'd eat that every day, every fucking day. You know, and I yeah. drink like a shake or something. I'm like, okay, somewhat healthy, whatever. You know, but is anybody still watching us, or did did we kill it off? Thousand twenty nine people are watching somehow. All right, wow. Yeah. Maybe they fell asleep with their computers <laughs> on this. Maybe, maybe, maybe 10.4 people are watching, you know? <laughs> yeah, just... I, I, guess, I guess people like to watch three bearded retards fucking talk about nothing. <laughs> yeah. it, it, you know, I mean, I guess we hit we hit some topics here people might care about, but. You know, natural conversation. It's it's good. Yeah, well, well, there's not going to be too much I'm going to know about. So, <laughs> it's crazy to have. Like, from, from my perspective, like I think everyone that's into any kind of music started your venue, so it's like probably crazy for them to see that. Like, from my from my perspective, and then like I don't know. And then Sean's like a fucking rock star, and he's like, okay, where are these? Like, this is a crazy fucking group. You know, it's like yeah, you know I mean, so that's how I feel now. 
They probably just, they don't see this shit every day, man. Like most shit sucks, you know. Oh hey, yeah. Hey Kevin, you should plug uh plug your online store while you're here for these. Oh, thousand yeah. people. Hey, we got. Hang on, let's see here. Where is it? How do you do this? Here it comes around. There it is. There's one of my machine shop hats. That's Beautiful. nice. They're better. Mm -hmm. I got my machine shop shirt on. Whoops, man! I don't know how to go to the right way on it. There we go. It's is that a work shirt? Yeah, it, like my closet is pretty much like I, I say it's like Charlie Brown's closet. If you watch Peanuts, even it's all the same thing. It's all machine shop gear when you when you run through it, you know. Uh, but it's it's I like it. It's good quality stuff. So, yeah. you know, that's that's actually another, uh, at least in my opinion, another thing that's really helped you guys to gain the notoriety that you have is is you always had cool clothes clothing and you always had like a ton of it you know i think yeah. everybody every band that comes through as soon as they get to the the shop they they want to see what you guys have for designs and they i mean i know i go to your your merch table and buy stuff to take home to my wife and, and <laughs> that's like, what everybody does you know it's always it's, changing it's all johanna johanna does it all yeah yeah she does you a know? killer job too it's it's uh so I, I'm sure that's definitely at least contributed to your guys' success. You know, I've seen so many, so many uh, bands just, you know, whether it be on tour bumping into them or the cruise or seeing, a, you know, a, a live performance of, of this or that band on YouTube or, or whatever. And they're, you know, machine shop gear everywhere, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I actually, I, I don't have a ton of, I mean, I've got band t-shirts. I mostly have shop <coughs> but... I do have a couple smile empty soul shirts I still wear. Really? I should have wore one tonight, doggone it. Sleeveless. I could have shown off my guns and everything. I, I cut the sleeves off one of them and I could have there's still time trust everybody with my with my uh my bingo arms. There's still time to go grab it if you want, man. Like uh <laughs> <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> Wing, he, he's back. <laughs> I, still have, I still have some uh, some pretty cool machine shop gear too from from back in the day when you guys used to. I, I feel like when you first started, you guys were were buying a lot of like uh, thrift you store like really cool work work shirts and and, yep. and jackets and shit, and then just printing on those. Yep, we so were doing used cool, garage shirts. Yeah, yeah, I, nope. I have this. I have this one really cool, like, really thick old flannel that's all uh, like dark tan and brown and blacks. And, oh and, yeah, uh, it. I, I've worn that thing for like almost twenty years. I still have it in my closet. I love that that jacket. Yeah, isn't that? I still got some old school stuff from way back, and and uh, you know she changes everything so much. I've got a, you know one of everything now. Yeah. So crazy yeah man one of my dogs wants in hi i might have to go let my dog hang on i'll be right back dog's coming in with me dude that just reminded me like doug stanhope did the same thing like i just remember that like his dog he like what is dog in? we're talking about doug stanhope earlier i just like he did the same thing have his dog be part of the part of the interview huh yeah i think so so your daughter's been on here like a number of times now too just like and then i and then, like when I was when I record from my mom's house, sometimes like they're all like to take Del Brown stuff. Like they have like cats, like like going through the screen. Like nice. I like, sent them away. Good. Back to back to Korea. Food. Dude, uh, this this one guy commented, 
a really savage T-shirt would be a an SES machine shop shirt with every SES date there over the last 20 years. I don't even think I could put that together, but that would be a cool shirt. You know who could probably is Minty. He Dude, could probably give us every date. He knows like all that stuff. He knows every date you played there because he's been there every time and he, yeah, he saves yeah. all of it. So we've got everything chronicled because of Minty. Dude, you know, that's actually the, yeah, that's, that's a great idea, James Hillard. And uh that's a that's a I never even thought that that Minty would be the perfect person to have all that. It's that's great. Yeah, I think he would. So we'll have to we'll have to do something like that. Yeah, hell yeah. Hang on. Hello? It is Netflix. They're calling, they're asking what's going on. They're worried about me. Well, I've been gone for over an hour. <laughs> it, it, it is a, a lot past your bedtime and, and mine too, probably. So maybe we could uh, let you go at this point. Let you get oh, yep. Rob, Rob Mars says minty picks. Hell yeah, he knows them. Yeah, that's that's Rob from. Uh, do you remember when we came through with uh, uh, Earshot? Yeah. That uh, Rob was playing with Earshot on, on, on that run. Um, okay. He was playing guitar for him. Okay. So right uh, I'm pretty sure he's played the, the club a couple times. Yeah. yeah. Played like 2010 or something and 2016 or something. Yeah. Okay. Lots sure. of history. Well, guys, I think I'm going to hit the hay. Well, pleasure to meet you, man. Thanks for yeah, having me. Yeah, great. Thanks for having me on, you guys. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, hopefully we'll we'll meet you in person sometime, Anthony. And, Sean, Good. I'll see you. I'll see you very soon, brother. Yeah, let's smoke a stogie on uh, June 9th. You know I will. Hey, it was an honor to have you on, man. That was awesome. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Awesome. Hell what do yeah, I do? Just, just shut. Do I just log off now? Yeah, yeah. See, you see that leaves. There you <laughs> go. There you go. There's still there's still a thousand forty seven people watching this right now. Just like uh, people talking. It's it's uh it's weird how the world works. You know, you used to have to like go outside to talk to people. Well, Kevin, Kevin's a popular guy too, so uh, I'm sure a lot of people were interested to hear what he had to say. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you're going there. You're there in June. You said June 9th, Yeah. Crazy people should go to that. I'm in Nebraska, so if you don't go there, you should go to Nebraska. <laughs> you're in Nebraska on June 9th? Yeah, I think so. I need to look. Real where, fast. where are you? Where are you playing? Uh, Nebraska. Hang on, let me. I gotta look real fast so I can actually. If I can actually be honest, hang on. All right, June. Oh, no, I'm in my, hang on. What the fuck? Oh, I'm in July. That's why it's wrong. Okay. Yeah, yeah, June, Omaha, Omaha, Nebraska, this place called The Great Hangout. On June 9th? Yeah, it's a Friday. Oh, okay. And then I'm in Montana the next day, so I have to go 17 fucking hours to go to fucking. Uh, Overnight? You're going from. Yeah, Montana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have to, dude. And then, like, uh, <laughs> who's your booking agent, dude? Dude, dude, me. And that's, the only, <laughs> and that's the only fucking bad. That's the only bad drive. The rest of it's all chill. The rest of it's like fucking all over there, like Washington and stuff. And I got hella days to get there. Nice. Are you taking the bus? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh, that would be good. At least you got your home with you. Dude, yeah, I got a hellish. I'm like booked hellish through June and stuff, like. And where you're going, where you you're in May, you got stuff in May going, like the people that are watching probably want to know about. We're doing uh we start 
May 20th in Mountain Home, Arkansas. And then we do, we do Wichita. And then we're out in Colorado doing Greeley and Denver. Then we're in Salt Lake. Then we're in Winnemucca, New Mexico, Las, or, uh, sorry, Winnemucca, Nevada, Las Vegas, Nevada, Phoenix, Arizona, Flagstaff, Arizona, Albuquerque, Chickasaw, Chickasaw Oklahoma, St. Joseph, Missouri. Then we're in Omaha. We're dude. We're actually in Omaha on, on June third, so we'll we'll just pass each other by like six. I'm there days. the second. It's day. uh, that's Chickasha. It's Chickasha, Oklahoma. Chickasha, yeah. Chickasha, Chickasha. Okay. They got a they got a badass like uh, holiday lights thing they do every year. It's massive. Really? Yeah. Have you ever been... down there in December? Oh, really? Yeah. Isn't it? Isn't it a suburb of uh, Oklahoma City? Uh, it's nearby. Yeah. I mean, it's along, uh, I believe it's on Will Rogers Turnpike, I think is what runs through there down in Oklahoma City. But, oh, okay. Yeah. I could be yeah. wrong. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's at least Tulsa, I know that, but I'm trying, I think there's Oklahoma City too. I was born, I was born right outside Oklahoma City. It's a little bit farther away. It's not, oh, okay. I, would, I guess I wouldn't call it a suburb of Oklahoma City. Right. Right. It's, it's its own, it's its own thing, huh? Maybe like uh, Columbia to St. Louis. If you're familiar with that, you know. Oh, I am. Yeah, that's pretty far. Yeah. yeah. Three hours. Maybe not that far. But, you're, but you know, just to give Omaha. you relativity, there's some gap there. Yeah. You're in Omaha the second, you said, though? Or the third, I mean? The third, yeah. I'm in, I'm 45 minutes away the second. I'm, I'm at a I'm at a town called – I'm at this Pippa's Bar uh, – I got to look it up, man. It's in my notes. But I'm, I'm right by Omaha, the Papillion, Papillion, Nebraska at Papillo Pub. I'm like literally fucking the day before. Oh wow! So what the fuck's going on then? Probably like, <laughs> like I don't know. Dude, what's up? Like we should crash each other's shows, bro. And like, <laughs> dude, if it if if it can work out, I'm down. Where are you at the second? Uh, St. Joe, Missouri. Oh, fuck. That's fucking far, probably right. Um, from from where? From Omaha? Yeah. Not really. I think it's like an hour and a half. An hour and a half. Okay. Yeah, because I'm 30 minutes from home. I'll be 30 minutes from home or 40, something like that. Something close. I might take that show then. That 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 wasn't a for sure thing, but they told they asked me for that date, and I was like, I might do that. Like, I don't know. Well, yeah. Let's keep in touch. And if uh, yeah, if, if you're uh, up there at the time, I may I may take that show then. Yeah, it seems seems reasonably close, you know. And yeah. and then and then we're at Pops on uh on the fourth. Are you are you in St. Louis on that day? Or are you on, on the road? See, that's what I, was, I don't know yet because I, if I right now I'm not anywhere there. I like, but if I say yes to that, I'll be probably that way. Right. That's what I'm trying to figure out. So I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to be at. Uh, it just depends on if I take that show or not. I may pu- push that off till September or something. Like too. I mean, I'm I'm literally like talking to him about about it. I don't know. So they offered me that, but like. Uh, and I was trying to get a Kansas one around there too, so I could get like a Saturday in Kansas. But if you're out there, I may just fucking crash your show and be like, like, oh, this. It was you're playing the twentieth. You asked you're you're playing all the hits. You said right, you're playing all the fucking songs for like twenty. We're we're playing like mostly our our first album that came out twenty years ago that this month. Dude, that's what I'm trying to say. I'll probably check that out on the road because <laughs> like that sounds awesome and like and like. Uh, yeah, that sounds cool as fuck. I may check that out at some point. Like, yeah, if you're, a, I may just take that show and fucking see you guys in Omaha. That'd be hilarious. I love Nebraska, dude, and I know a bunch of comics and shit out there too. I could probably, I could probably t- get people to go to it in Nebraska too, like just if, like in Omaha. Yeah, Omaha is a cooler town than 
than people realize. I think my, my tour manager, Fonzo lives there and I've spent a lot of time in that town. Um, and you know, I mean, they've got, they've got some decent things going on there. Dude, it's it like, yeah, it's fun, man. One, one of the, like the funniest comics I know I've been, I was on one of his podcasts. seems like Caleb and like, he's funny as fuck. And he's from there. And like a bunch of those comics are on point, man. It's like, uh, like I was like I was looking at that area. I haven't been yet, but I'm really I just know I just know a bunch of people there. And I'm gonna be trying to fucking get into that market because it seems like a Missouri and it seems like one of the last places to get nuked ever. So I'm just like I was playing Nebraska a bunch. <laughs> like, you know, I'm like I'm like actually, actually I, I believe that, that the US government has like some crazy uh like nuke base or something like that, like right around Omaha. So Omaha could get nuked. Oh god, so I'm gonna have to cancel those shows then. Yeah, yeah, I would cancel those. <laughs> the whole reason, no, all like, of them. I feel like they have steak. There's like Omaha steaks and stuff. I'm like, I just want to eat a bunch of their food and stuff. I was like, because like it's right, like, and I booked that con. I have like, oh, let me read my fucking. We should just fucking. I got Kansas City coming up too. I think my next show is like May 20th. I'm in St. Louis. A bunch of people were like, "Where's your St. Louis shows?" And like, so I have, uh, so I have a St. Louis show, guys. I'm not, like, it, May 20th at Broadway Boat Bar, 26th here where I'm at right now, Cusimanos. And then 27, this place called Elm Street Hotel in Piedmont, and then Kansas City Comedy Club in Kansas City, and then I'm in Gray's Keg in Lincoln. And I look, I booked Lincoln and Omaha because they're right by each other, like an hour. Yeah. And then yeah. I get in that other Papillion market too, because then I have like three cities right by each other. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm trying to figure out. That's the way to do it, dude. Burn as little little gas as possible between paydays. Yeah, that Montana one though. That's what. That's the fucking. That's nasty. It's you, like dude, that's suicide right there. Nasty, bro. I'm gonna have to drive like right away. I'm like, I'm like, I'll drive for the first like fucking ten hours, and then like, and then I'll like, see if my wife will drive the last seven hours. And I'll sleep through it, and then I'll wake up and be funny in Montana and like make fun for all being cowboys and shit. What, and then, what town in Montana? Missoula. Oh shit, dude, that's like way over there on the west coast, west side of Montana too. Well, that's I. That's because I got that Seattle show at the El Corazon. After that, I got Seattle and Notches and Fort. Ton- I got a shit ton of. Uh, oh, you're playing El Corazon, huh? Yeah, you played there. I, th- I think I talked to you about that a little bit. Yeah, you played there. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, I've played there a million times. Yeah. Dude, they, that, they, they, they're chill, man. And, like, um, this is be, like, my second time there, I think. And then um, uh, then I got, like, Notches, which is, like, this, like, lodge or something. And then Port Townsend's, like, this castle. Playing a castle June 17th. And then Sound Lounge, Grants Pass, Medford's, Grants. I'm in Grants Pass for, like, a couple weeks. It's doing hella shows. I, I know a bunch of cool people up there. And then – You're there for two weeks doing shows? Just a bunch, yeah. Oregon, Grants Pass, Oregon, a bunch of places like that in between. I'm just gonna just clean up and just do all their bars and nice. like, and then like uh, Pacifica, California, Winters Towers. I'm making that show up. I, I got canceled one time in 2017. My my sponsors dropped because it was this like magazine made fun of me or something. There's like pussies, and like um, and I had to drop a bunch of shows. So I'm making that show up for like that's the only show that's really cheap. I'm doing. Because like I, I'm like I'm giving them the two hundred dollar rate still. I'm like you could do it for two hundred bucks, bro. Because that's what it was in 2017. So I'm like I'm like I'm like I'll still do this because I fucked up. But I booked hella shows around it. Okay, guys. Then I'm back to look at the Ozarks in July and shit. Fucking I don't know. I got a bunch of shit. Careful with the uh, careful with the firearms possession uh, when you're when you're in Washington, Oregon, and California. Yeah, I'll just wear, I'll just wear a Joe Biden mask. There you go. So you'll be fine then. I was wearing a Bernie Sanders t-shirt and a Lakers hat and just and just like uh just fit in, you know. And then make sure that that weed smoke is billowing out inside of your school bus the whole time. You'll be all right. Dude, that's always the funniest thing about going to California. They're like, 
They're like, do you have any fucking apples? And I'm like, no, just a bunch of weed. They're like, that's fine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the, uh, the agricultural checkpoint on the way in. Do Dude. you have any plants? Yeah, it's like, do you have any oranges? I'm just like, holy shit. I'm like, and I and one time I did, I was because like, because like uh, hotels always have that 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 shit. I was like, oh, it's all so broke. I just swoop all the hotel food. And like, um, and like for three meals, you know, I'd like, I like take like a breakfast would be three meals because I just don't like spending money and I was poor, whatever one was winning at the time. And like, uh, and I'd have like a glove bar or the, the, that center console full of like apples or something crazy. And like, they're like, do you have any apples? I'm like, actually, yeah, you have like three apples. They're like, well, thanks for being honest. And just let me go through. <laughs> like, what? Why even ask if you're just not going to give a shit? I'm like, are they just psychologically fucking with me? Or like, I just don't understand like why, why California has a border like that. It's fucking weird and terrifying. And like, it never makes sense. It, like to me at all, like what they're, I don't know their goal is what I'm saying. I'm not the guy they're looking for. I'm assuming. But I don't know what the guy they're looking for looks like. You know, I don't know what they're really looking for. Or what Especially they're... since the California-Mexico border is wide open. Like, what the fuck are you doing asking people if they have oranges when they're coming in from Nevada, you know? And then well, you it's do... like on, like, shampoo and conditioner and stuff. It'll say this bottle contains stuff known to the state of California to be harmful or cause cancer, you know? And it's like... <laughs> you can't bring shampoos in either? You see that on everything. I'm not sure. I mean, I see it quite a bit. I don't recall everything, but uh, yeah. Okay, so it'd be like on soaps. Yeah, that's, that's weird. I don't know. I don't know. It was something I was, I don't know, something I was opening up the other day and I saw it and I'm like, well, that's fucked up. And I still kept opening it. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. I, I used whatever it was. Awesome. Yeah. It was just like straws. <laughs> straws are a dead weapon in the state, you know? The state of California is, is so funny, man. Like they, they get all all anal about that kind of stuff but then it's like pretty much okay to just like steal 950 dollars worth of shit and murder someone you know yeah that's uh i don't know what the ideology is up there with you know i guess it's all just what catch and release was new york city is that what was going on up there no catch and release was uh on the border southern border yeah the catch and frisk thing is frisk was new york Stop and frisk was New York. Now I, I don't even think they stop. They don't do any. They just carry no, on. I, yeah. No, Their policy I mean, is carry on, you know? I don't know. I think that just goes back to everybody kind of just being on edge from everything that's been happening, you know? Things aren't really civil anymore, so people just yeah, the avoid the conversation. <laughs> like the communist takeover really fucked us over, you know? It's like, we're after, <laughs> you know, it's fucking, it fucking sucks. Actually, James uh, is full of Full of intelligent um, commentary right. tonight. He said, yeah. "Chaos and mind control to usher in police state." Yes, sir. That's that's, that's what's true. going on. Confusion. You know this all all this shit going on these days. It's I think it's meant to confuse and just and just frustrate people to the point of just just to you know to the end and and it's it's either submission or there's a lot of moving parts and they don't want to notice they don't want people to notice some of the stuff that I think it's right. a little bit of both you know it's, you're probably it's, right they're, they're they're trying to confuse <laughs> and 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 uh and frustrate people into submission and, and and at the same time like you said it's a distraction you know they they're distracting us with this hand while they've got all kinds of fucked up shit going on over here I mean, you can't even deny it at this point that it's a circus, regardless of who you favor, one side or the other. It's just a complete circus. Well, they're both, everybody's I, just pointing fingers at everybody else here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, feel, I feel like it's a uniparty. I mean, as far as like the, the 
Republican Democrat dynamic, I, I feel like it's uh, they're just all the same fucking bags of trash being controlled by the same beast, you know? <laughs> yeah. But like, it just seems like 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 no, they don't want you reproducing. So, so they're like, they're like, dude, isn't being gay fucking awesome? How you don't have kids? That's cool, right? And, and, and then like that's that's depopulation tactic or no reproduction. And then they want to kill you however they can. Vaccine, civil war, world war, fucking like the f- fake food they're feeding us. Like I mean, they, they're I think they we're supposed to be idiots that work in factories, and the factories are in China, and and like and like also like AI and stuff. They they think it's gonna take over and like all that stuff. So like I think the, the five rich dudes think they don't need us and we're just losers and they want to kill us all and basically that's how it seems <laughs> like to me anyway like, <laughs> uh, there's, no, this, what? there's this book called the unseen hand by a ralph epperson that's that's really a, a well-researched and and uh thought out book but it it goes into detail about how after world war ii you know the the controllers of this world all got together and decided that the biggest issue was was overpopulation and that, that they needed to, you know, call the herd, basically. And if you look since then, everything that they've done since then, the poisoning of our water supply, their food supply, you know, abortion, um, there's just there's just so many different factors that all make sense. If if you think of it in terms of them wanting to kill as many of us as possible, you know, <laughs> Which really brings us back full circle to Bill Gates. He's definitely the shit out of that motherfucker. <laughs> I think this show could have like a seven ways of separation from Bill Gates instead of Kevin Bacon. Dude, that's hilarious. <laughs> it'd be great. It'd be great if I got like a weird random text message on my phone later that just said, "So I hear you want to tickle the shit out of me." <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but on back to the AI, I think that the fucking AI, when we were, everybody was going crazy and everybody was doing the AI pictures of themselves and they were altering everything. Everybody was just basically punching in information into its brain and it basically deciphered the speech patterns from there. And now we have the people having the conversations with this AI and the AI telling people to feel and be considerate of certain things in these conversations. Have you seen these screenshots floating around? where people are like asking direct questions to the AI and it starts trying to guide that person's thought process. Like, Oh no, we shouldn't say this or we shouldn't. Talk oh yeah. About yeah. This. Oh yeah. For sure. You know, so. Dude, it, we're, we're, it, it's developing so quickly and, and it's gonna, I mean, I, I just saw an article today that, that the, the guy they call the godfather of AI that, that was responsible for, for developing it. Um, over the last, you know, couple decades, whatever, he just quit Google so that he could voice his concerns freely. I saw that too. That's about great. where where things are headed and how quickly they're going to be headed there. <laughs> I mean, he, what he said was, uh, he goes, look in, look at how much it's changed and developed, you know, in the last five years, and then compound that exponentially moving forward. You know, I mean, imagine. Imagine how things are going to be in, in just in just a year from now. <clears throat> I saw I saw um, a few AI generated fake movie previews and commercials kicking around the last few days, and I saw somebody post uh, a fake movie preview and say, basically, Hollywood's toast, dude. Like, how how long is it going to be before AI is literally just kicking out entire films just instantly? 
that are well there have been several uh like music artists who have been speaking out against it they're basically saying like it's done what am i doing i can't even make an album now it's pretty how the iMovie's going like some of the tom hanks movies on apple i'm like that's fake like i'm like (laughs) Like, that's a cgi dude i'm like like some of the so i bet they already do that and, and they have been for a while dude well you know bruce willis sold the rights to his likeness um because you know he can't he can't do the acting thing anymore so I think this is even like last year this happened. He he sold the rights to his likeness so that movies can continue being made with him in it without him actually doing it. Would would hologram Tupac at Coachella be considered artificial intelligence in any way, shape, or form? Or would that just be a pre-programmed visual effect? I think that would be pre-programmed, but I, I, I feel like we're on our way to hologram Tupac, Tupac being able to like spontaneously interact with a particular <laughs> crowd member and like, you know, ha- have like a, like a, what seems to be natural interaction with the particular crowd that night and and yeah. not have it be just a, a program being run. And, and that would be trippy as fuck. I mean, almost like somebody typing into it, I guess like a teleprompter. Except well, you don't mean, need I, the person I, to read the teleprompter anymore. Now you're just telling the teleprompter to uh, act a certain way. Right. Yeah, and the teleprompter comes up with its own its own shit, right? <laughs> yeah, that's some wild shit. Is that a cat? But no, if if you look if you look at the progress of technology from what was it? I guess you would say like the 30s or 40s into the 50s and 60s, and we got into the space race, and all this new technology just keeps dumping out and dumping out. And everybody says that the government's had whatever technology we've had, they've had for 10, 15 years already. You know, I think maybe oh, yeah. with the impatience of people, maybe that's why we're having such a dump of all this technology just into our fucking laps because it's almost so much that it's hard to keep up with all well, I think, of the new tech shit that's coming out. I feel like it's also purposeful, like like what you were saying, you know, to to distract and and confuse. I mean, so much is is being flooded into into our our reality all at once that it's like, at what point are are we? Is our grasp on reality? going to be pretty fucking loose, you know? <laughs> have you, uh, have, how do you feel about those, uh, those glitch in the matrix videos? You ever see those in like reels or, uh, I do. There's yeah, a lot yeah. of stories about that. I'm like, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that, but I'm definitely interested. I consume it all. I mean, like- I've yet to see anything wild out of place or anything like that at all ever in my entire life, you know? So I can't say I believe in aliens because I've never seen a fucking UFO. I've never seen fucking Bigfoot. I've never seen Yeti. See, I don't know if it's a, <laughs> a Bigfoot. I don't know if it's a dream or real, though, you know? I have this, like, memory at least of a dream or a real thing of, like, I remember, like, being in my grandparents' like house in the living room like, on a couch as, like, a young kid, like, maybe, like, five or something. And, like, this, like, Bigfoot thing, like, went to the door, looked in the door, and then everybody pretended like they didn't see it. And then, like, and then I like when looking right at it, and then I remember like bringing it up, and everybody like shushed me, act like I wasn't supposed to talk about it. It was like I remember, I, I think I remember that, but I don't know. It could be a dream, you know. That's how I got it. You know, that's that's interesting because uh, I mean, one of the things that I feel strongly about as far as the nature of our reality is I feel that like we're taught from a young age to to, to just think of this world as like physical material. And what you see is, is, is what it is. And, and, and that's it, right? There's no magic. There's no spiritual realm. There's no, there's no anything else. So, but I feel like there is 
you know, a spiritual realm or, or many spiritual realms, many dimensions all happening at the same time. And, and it's like, you know, some of these things, especially like Bigfoot, like it's, you know, it was so prevalent in like native American folklore and shit too, that it's like, you know, I, I wonder if sometimes if some of these things are just like interdimensional beings or, or spiritual entities or, or something like that. You know what I mean? That rock I mean, crash. when you're up in Oregon, there's a big, like, I've seen Bigfoot kind of thing up there. Like, it's like you can buy a little Bigfoot bumper stickers and stuff when you get up in, like, the parks. And I guess it's north of Portland. Yeah. So, you know, when you guys are up there, maybe you guys ought to do a little little special or whatever. Go walk in the woods, see if you can find Bigfoot. <laughs> I, I do, like, south of Oregon a lot. They're, like, south and mid, but... But do you know yeah, this dimension thing you brought up, dude? Like, like, like the FBI was saying something like, um, like, like in the Roswell crash, these these aliens were from other dimensions, not from space and time. And they tried. That's what their machines did. They got here from that. But I don't know. Like I said, I don't know how fucking just because they wrote down a piece of paper doesn't make it real. You that you, you know, like, but but they at least wrote that down. Well, dude, I, I I tried to actually bring this up when we were interviewing Billy Carson. I think Wait. it was the, I think yeah. it was the, I think it was the first interview. Well, the first show we ever did where I like kind of helped you host it, but my, my audio was so jacked up. I don't even know if, if he heard or you heard what I was saying, but the, the, the dude Jacques Vallée, who was like a, uh, world famous UFOlogist or whatever the fuck the, the right term is for that. But he was like the, the guy that like had investigated the most UFO crash sites, interviewed the most abductees, um, you know, done the most research into that topic. And he wrote book after book after book. And when he was asked um, towards the end of his career, what his overall opinion was of the UFO phenomenon based on his entire career's work, he said that, um, he said something like, he, he isn't sure exactly, but that in his opinion, they are not benevolent and they are not, interplanetary they're interdimensional that's what it seems like it's it's like i bet it's just demons man like the same thing been driving there i think it's angels and demons still you know I, I like i think man like i think this is all a weird test i don't know i was talking to this dude from hawaii and chris like the other day and he, like uh and i was telling him i had this like i don't know if you guys remember this I, before you're born you guys remember before you're born kind of like do you have any, have any do you have any memories before you're born <laughs> not me <laughs> no no, I have this weird like thing. I no, it's, it's, I'm not. It's, I I know I'm like I, I'm like a silly person, but I feel like I feel like I, I remember like um, I remember like um, like like just picking with wife I I have or whatever like like having a couple details. I remember being like I feel like I was in, like this like weird sphere prison, like this like soul sphere prison for like a, a while, and it was really boring. And I just saw everything be awesome without me, and it sucked. And then like <laughs> and then, like I remember picking, like waiting forever to be born. And like figuring out, picking which wife or whatever. I feel like that's like a memory. And that's again, it could be a dream or me- I feel like that was a memory though. And like, um, and like, uh, I remember picking that. And this other guy was telling me that he remembers that part of it. And like the like water slide down type thing. And then having a thing like where like, um, he picked two families and he was adopted. So he picked both his families even, right? which is crazy. And I was just like, and I, I was like, that's interesting. So he added on a little bit to what, what the, the bullshit part I was seeing before. But it felt like, I felt like that, uh, I felt like, I, mean, I don't know if that's real or not, but I feel like, I don't know. I feel like all time's happening at the same time. It only seems like it's not an argument. Time is an illusion. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's true, though. You know, the, the whole spiritual battle 
of, of good and evil thing that you referenced. Like, you know, I, I feel like, uh, I spent, I spent a lot of time diving into this topic, that topic, you know, searching for, for the truth and going down these, these crazy rabbit holes. And when you, when you do that and you, and you start going down, you know, rabbit hole after rabbit hole, um, a lot of these rabbit holes lead to kind of the same place and, and they, they kind of lead to what you were saying about this whole experience, this whole world really being ultimately a, 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 a spiritual battle between good and evil, you know? So there's like, there are literary terms of dimensions in certain theories about the size of our planet. Like some people believe that, uh, they take it beyond the flat earth. They believe that flat earthers are wrong, that we actually live on a larger sphere and beyond that ice wall that the flat earthers believe is the edge. There are other dimensions with more continents. And this is right. actually like, land. yeah, like where we live is actually like a, uh, it's called Terra supposedly. Right. But we're like the worker bees, you know, and then everything that we mine and everything that comes out of our reality it's used for beneficiary purposes for the other people who actually rule the other realms and the other continents beyond that ice wall. Yeah. I'm not sure what that theory is called, but uh, I stumbled across it. I thought it was interesting, you know, because I think flat earthers are dumb. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll listen to everything, though. I don't care if people are wrong or not. I'll listen to everything they say. I mean, I, I, I just love a good story sometimes. Like, and I feel like flat earth is just a good story, you know? I mean, and I wouldn't, and ultimately I wouldn't rule out anything until I've gone up there, you know, personally, but at the same time, it's like, I mean, I don't know. I just think everything's like, I don't know. Is it either all just very simple and we're just bored and want it to be more, or is it so much more and we're just like figuring it out? You know, it's like, it, it, I, I mean, I never, I never know. Like, you know, it's a, it's a fun experience. I'm glad it, glad it happened regardless. You know? um, do you know anything about frequencies? Like, like things me. operating like, well, yeah, I guess uh, like therapeutical frequencies, like having your music set to a certain gigahertz I cause like alleviate headaches or alleviate back pain, stuff right. like that. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah no. And, and, and even like the, uh, what, what is it? The, the frequency that we all, that we all record music in now is, is they purposefully like shifted it mm -hmm. um, from, from ba basically God's natural frequency. Um, and, uh, and I, 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 you know, some artists have actually poked around at recording in what supposedly is like the natural frequency. Um, and, you know, there's all kinds of, of uh, examples of people using sound to do all kinds of shit, levitate things and fucking, like mm -hmm. you said, healing, mm -hmm. healing uh, procedures. And, you know, it's, I, it's pretty trippy when you think about what possibly could be done with sound, you know. I, uh, I I think it was Kanye West. He was talking about what they were doing with the 808 drum, even though it had such an impressive bass to it that it was set to a certain frequency that it was dumbing down the people who were listening to that music. Well, I, I believe that. <laughs> <laughs> but but he had, then he has an album called 808s and Heartbreaks. So yeah, right. you know. Yeah, no, yeah, there's, I believe a lot of that stuff. And I think certain frequencies are like chakras and certain, certain frequencies for like heart and mind, different things like that for sure. I don't, I don't use it as much as like a musician would or something, I mean, like there's something, but I definitely, I definitely like read a lot about it. Like fucking, uh, oh, here, here's, here's Rob. Thanks, dude. Yeah, Rob uh, says uh, it, it's 432 hertz. That's, that's the, 
that's the one we're supposed to be fun- operating in. And yeah, Anderson Pock made a, an album in that in that uh, frequency. And I've, I've heard some other people have as well. Um, but you know, they've got they've got us all trained to to be using this other frequency that that is of negative energy you know well yeah most music today just seems like it's like advertising for the privatized prisons and pharmaceutical industry it's like it's it's like it's like do pharmaceutical drugs then go to prison and be a slave you know it's it's, it's basically you know it's basically what it seems like the vibe of it. it's like and they're, and they're trying to get like 13 year olds to do it so that's what it feels it's like it's like hey 13 year olds do pharm-. I mean, like, and I, i'm pro drugs even but i'm not pro like privatized prisons you know it's like but i feel, but I feel like uh i don't know it seems like it's an advertising tactic for it oh for sure dude for sure yeah, well, I mean, rap music itself, I, I mean, I, I've heard the theory that it was, you know, kind of manufactured by the CIA originally, you know. The, I wouldn't, wouldn't fucking uh, surprise me. Well, I mean, I mean the, C, yeah, the CIA has done more to shape our reality in a negative way than, there's, than there's any so, of us realize, you know. So many theories out there of CIA polluting urban areas poor areas and keeping them that way you know introduction of crack cocaine some, oh, people, yeah. some people believe that aids was introduced by the cia into urban areas probably was probably oh was. yeah yeah no for Fauci sure was on that one Fauci, Fauci was on that one too oh yeah he was. He, was, he was one of the first guys like he, i think they manufactured aids and covid and like both and like you know what i mean and i think like there, there's there's fucking monsters bro like they're fucking First of all, it's, it goes back to the whole thing I was saying. You know, they, they decided at a certain point that that the 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 herd needed to be called X amount by whatever date, and and they've just been working on that. You know, that's their work. I, I think the Epstein bus rushed it though. I, I think they had a date in mind, but like the Epstein bus like rushed it faster. They're like, oh fuck, they're catching on that we're all just fucking demons, bro. You know I mean, and, then, and they're like, you know I mean, and they're like, oh, you guys can't leave your house, blah blah blah. You know, it's like. They made it to where like we couldn't communicate with each other very well, and they censored how we communicate with each other. They're like, sit in your house and talk on the internet. Okay, the internet's censored. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> and we're watching it. Yeah, that's basically what they did. And, and they're like, oh, don't you know I mean? And then I've seen log. I have that on my website. Like, oh, like if you go to anthonyrogers.us slash blog, you have the flight logs and the black book. And, and like um, and that's what gets the most hits on my website right now, honestly. And like oh, yeah. um, and because like I and I think that's awesome to fucking just get out there and, and like uh and I think that, like, um, we should need to fucking figure a plan out for these guys. Did, did, did you hear that uh, just, I think it was just, like, yesterday or something, more came out about his uh, his meeting schedule um, post being busted the first time and convicted as a, as a sexual predator. Um, he his, his meeting docket was still full of, like, you know, CIA directors and, and – you know, yeah, that came out. The CIA yeah. came out. They weren't time. CIA directors at the time. No, they but were, they were work on. They were on the same staff as Biden. Right, well, right. Okay, so so Epstein was like Epstein was like Hefner. Hefner had the grotto where he'd like he'd like get like uh, models to hook up with like married dudes and hold it against them. And then, and then like Epstein would get them all on these islands, like the Kimmels, the Fallons, all these guys, like Trump, and all those fucking guys. Like they, they, they were all on these lists and shit. And they had dirt on these guys, and basically like um, because they're hooking up with miners on these islands and stuff. And then they, they hook up these girls like, oh, by the way, she's 15, dog. Anyway, we got a video. Anyway, if you ever want to fucking like talk against the narrative, we got this video, dude. So they're all like, narrative, 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 you know? And, and, and like, hey, I mean, it's it's the same as his brother's apartment building in New York. Yeah. Yeah. That was a fucking yeah, they had cameras everywhere. I, I, and I think it's I think it's 
deeper and darker than even just oh you hooked up with a slightly underage girl i think it gets a lot do of you, do you know time. anything about her family who's maxwell's oh yeah her father he was a major spy you know in and out of everything i think basically they just took over his operation because her sister is a member of a satanic cult they've well, held bloodlines you know they they passed yeah. on their shit to their you know they, they've tricked us these days us us peasants don't don't realize how how much bloodlines still rule the world and i'd argue that too i don't i think i think i agree that they, they passed down their their uh their practices and their traditions and their their religions you know and uh they they still run this show you know they think they do. I think, I think these are either the demons from the revelations or they're like warpers, you know. I, I don't know which, like, they're either looking at that book being like, man, I wish I was like this guy, or they are those guys. It was like how close the connections are. I mean, I think like Moss gives me those evil ass vibes too, you know. It's just like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't trust him, dude. He seems like what a, what a dumbass thinks a smart person is, you know what I mean? They're like, they're like, oh, he's, he's smart. He like said it like several times and it's said it in the New York Times. He's smart, you know. So it's like, he, he's so weird because, you know, he'll, he'll, He'll do or say something that I that I can appreciate, but then he'll do or say something. And I'm just like, what in the fuck, dude? Like, um, I, I don't know. I don't I don't know where he where he stands, but I, I, I definitely don't trust anybody that's allowed to get into those positions. Um, in, in my mind is playing the game that that, that they have set up. So, yeah, I'm like, my totally be on the cover of everything. You know what I mean, like, I'm like, hmm. <laughs> You know, like this doesn't seem real, you know, I mean, they deplatform all the funny people. I mean, I think they deplatform a lot of the funny people or talented people or whatever. I mean, actually, I don't know. It's where you have to be like paid for to get that far to be on, to even be in the press. I mean, or he's paying for it. You know I mean? His own press releases, I guess, if he's a billionaire. I don't have know. you heard about yeah. the tunnels, the Tesla tunnels under Vegas? I'm not familiar. What is I that? So. so I, it's a, uh, it, you pull down there, you, you can only get down with a Tesla. They are the only things that fucking fit. But you pull down, it's like a little parking lot. People are kind of walking around and shit. And then your Tesla can drive through this tunnel and it'll just pop you up in like the middle of the strip. And it like bypasses a bunch of traffic and stoplights and stuff like that. That's pretty dope. But it's exclusive to Teslas. Wow. Yeah. And I guess he's implementing the same shit in L.A. His idea to fix the traffic in California is to go underneath of the fucking highways and build down instead of building up. I mean, I guess you've I'm sure you guys have seen that fucking Joe Rogan fucking episode he did with musk he was talking about that on that episode i believe i haven't watched the whole thing but i've no. seen tons of clips clips yeah for sure same same with that. i know he smoked weed on there and like stuff because i have i have a phone yeah, but i don't, I don't know, know if it was pre-spliff or post-spliff but uh, right yeah I know, just, they definitely touched on his digging tunnels rogan gets some of the best gas too like i he got some guys i tried for like chuck polonic man i want to i want chuck polonic to go to fight club and choke and all that shit I try to know this guy never fucking answers me. And then, and then like my friend, my friend Brad's like, Hey yeah, Chuck Palnick is on Rogan. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, who, that guy. who so is he, that? He wrote fight club, but most famously probably. Um, oh, okay. But, uh, but he wrote this book called choke. I like better. It's probably, it's probably my favorite book of his, but, but I want to just like interview like, he seems like wildly interesting and I can't get that motherfucker for some reason. And I've been trying to get Trump too. Like, uh, <laughs> I, I spam that motherfucker. Yeah. So much, bro. I, I'm really surprised he won't do the show. Trump. <laughs> 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 I'm just gonna keep asking until he says yes, though, you know. And then, like, uh, dude, Alex Jones would be cool too. Like, getting Alex Jones there. Yeah, you know, um, 
I'm, I'm pretty jealous that you that you interviewed David Ike before I hopped on here because I, I I would like to talk to that guy. Dude, that was crazy. That was funny. You know, like like David Ike or not, I mean, he he said a lot of crazy shit over the years, but he's also said a lot of shit that's just right fucking nail on the head. And and you got to appreciate anyone that can sell out Wembley Stadium to just stand there and talk for nine fucking hours. Dude, no, he has a lot of information, man. I've one of his books, dude. Like, I keep fucking. He's very informative, man. And like, um, I used to laugh at him until like everything he said came true. And I like, and I like told him that too. I was like, I was like, bro, like you. I mean, I used to make fun of this shit like ten years ago, and like now it's like news stories. It's like, like what you're doing. You know, I mean, and then, like he was like, yeah. But he, won't describe, he wouldn't describe the reptilian thing to me though. I wanted more information on that. I, mean, well, I think the reptilian thing makes people just turn away from him and just say, "Oh, this guy's a, a, a lunatic." But hmm. but if you just ignore the reptilian thing and you listen to the way that he sees the how the world functions and and the way the elite are and and what they do, he's like nail on the head. Yeah, no, he he knows them well. It's crazy. He was he was almost one of them. I mean. He was ostracized. He was a he was a soccer guy, or whatever the fuck they call it there. And like he um, and he was like he was a big guy. He was, he was famous there. I mean, and they ostracized him, laughed in his face, got him on the, some big public interview, made fun of him, and then everybody in the street made fun of him because they're all brainwashed, you know. And then like half the shit he said seemed real. I mean, and like I, I mean, the reptilian thing is the same thing as the demon thing. It's the same story over and over again. It's just like just different words and stuff. And it's like, I mean, that's just that's no. I don't see any difference. Not a shape shifting reptilian. Okay, you mean a demon? Like what the fuck? You I mean, it's like, it's just, it sounds like the same fucking thing over and over again, like to me. Well, I don't count anything out because what the fuck do I know? All I know I mean, is that everything I've ever been told is a lie. So I have to just kind of sift through all the different things that I hear and, 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 you know, let's, let's, let's give the powers that be some good faith and let's say that they want to tell us something and, and break some news to us that maybe we can't handle. So they figure if they keep throwing stuff at us that are just unfucking believable repeatedly, then they'll believe fucking anything. And then they can be like, yeah, the world's going to fucking end in two years and we're all going to fucking Mars, you know, and get on the shuttle, everybody on the fucking shuttle, you know, that's interesting, bro. That's an interesting <laughs> perspective. I, yeah, man. Like, the only thing is they wouldn't say get on the shuttle. They would get on the shuttle and then they'd go. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I started that with let's give them some good faith and let's say that they are looking out for us and the world's health and the population is in their best interest. It's just like Bill Gates and every wander on Earth. Anyway, we got to go to Mars. I don't know. It's like does he still does he still own the glass house on uh, Lake Michigan? I don't know about that. Honestly. I don't know much about it. What you I heard he had a house on Lake Michigan that was entirely built of glass. You, can we see should, you know what we should have asked about that is fucking Kevin before he took off. Let's call yep. him back. Let's call, let's call him back. <laughs> he is a, a, a Michigan, Michigan, I don't know what the term for that would be, but he's he's born and raised in Michigan. He left like a half an hour ago, something like that, right? He did. Yeah. He's probably snoozing by now. Yeah. Fuck yeah. 1130. Yeah. I can't do that, man. My, my mind's too fucking active, man. I'm like, I'm talking to people in Hawaii like five hours behind me, or I'm talking to people in Australia at night, you know? Because like, because like everybody else is asleep and shit. I'm just like, I, I just got a fucking active mind, man. It's like, like no matter what, it's like. So, I mean, sometimes I'll sleep forever, and sometimes I'll stay up and just like fucking thinking, you know? Just like you have no mind. kids, Anthony. That's, that's right. The, that's the right. secret right there. That's, uh, you know, when you when you have even one, 
they they fucking they destroy your sleep at like six something a.m. every day, and then by the time you know eleven p.m. rolls around the next day, you're like, I'm fucking tired. Yeah, <laughs> well, you're, you're like a geezer too. Like you're like really old, right? Dude, I mean, I'm forty one. <laughs> yeah, I'm just fucking with you, bro. I'm just saying. I'm just fucking up. No, I yeah, no, I I, just, I can't relate to I can't relate to that. I, just, I love my life and everything's amazing. I do. I, I got lucky. I got lucky. My kids slept in the night. We never really had a fucking issue with them unless like they're really sick or some shit like that. But how, how old? Are, how old? You have my, I got two now. My uh, my oldest will be four in June, and then my youngest just turned two in December. My kid's six, but she just she she loves to wake up early in the morning and then come in my room and just be like. Dad, oh no! Fucking get up now! I gotta fucking. Mm. You gotta make me breakfast and put on dark field <laughs> and fucking. If I if I try to keep sleeping, it's not gonna happen. Dude, my four year old, we just got him into a bed that like has the little opening half rail he can get in and out of and shit. And that motherfucker will wait until you come to his room to get out of his bed. Oh, He'll be wow. fucking waiting. You turn that fucking knob, you can hear his fucking feet hit the floor. <laughs> it's out. Uh, I well, don't yeah. even. I don't deserve for him to listen that well and not bother us in the middle of the night. You know, that's that's great. <laughs> it's pretty cool. We got lucky. That's pretty much. They're outside in the car right now. Like my kids. <laughs> <laughs> they're just smoking in the car. They they, they couldn't come in the bar. Okay. And smoke. Yeah, <laughs> that's why they couldn't. They, they weren't allowed. Smoking, smoking what? Cigarettes or weed? No, cigarettes. Yeah, no cigarettes allowed in the bar. So they're in the car smoking. My kids. They couldn't come in. They're sick. <laughs> they got kicked out for smoking cigarettes. Yeah, they got to sit in the car. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, that's where my kids are. Nice. Take <laughs> up shit. Oh uh, yeah. No, one day I'll uh, one day I'll reproduce. I'll be like an old dad, bro. You guys, you guys have to watch it like in your kids friends like younger i mean they'll be 20 and you guys will still be like pretty decently young i think about that a lot i have kids like wait if i have kids later so that's crazy i grew up so i grew up i was adopted and i was adopted by people they were 30 and 32 when i was born and so growing up i'm like there was too big of a fucking age gap you know there was no way we were ever gonna see eye to eye on a thing because you know i gotta have kids younger so that i can connect with them well i ended up not having fucking kids so i was fucking almost 30. The same thing, yeah. We're gonna be, you know, but I'm I'm like 36. I don't have kids yet, but I probably will like by 40 or 90 or something. So I mean, I I have lots. So I figure I'll just raise them and just die on them, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good job, good job, graduate high school. I'm gonna go to heaven now, you know. (laughs) Great job, you know. I'm just, I'm just fucking around, but I think, I think I'll live for a long time. Unfortunately, for a lot of people, you know, I guess. Unfortunately for a lot of people. <laughs> super unfortunate for people, but a I, lot I think I'm like 112 or something. You know, I'm, I'm like, I'm not, I don't know. I'm trying to cut back on chain smoking weed. And that, that's my biggest thing right now. I eat really healthy. I fucking work. I work out like not enough, but somewhat. And then like, fuck, you know, and then fucking like, I just chain smoke weed in my downtime. I have a lot of downtime. I was like on TikTok talking to fucking weird people and shit. Like fucking for like, Four hours. There's like five hundred people watch me on TikTok. Chain smoke weed. Talk to crazy people. There's like <laughs> makes sense. And I was do that shit and like fucking. You know, I need to see these edibles. The, I, like I found these. These edibles are nice. Like here, this isn't a sponsor, but uh, this is like uh, this is like it's like pretty decent. It's like fifty milligrams. I one of those and smoked a joint. It's like you know I'm chilling out. You know? So we have nine hundred fifty six people watching this. It's like mumble, like watching me mumble. <laughs> <laughs> you guys try to understand what I'm saying. And then, yeah. like, 
Yeah. We're talking about being dads, and you're talking about chain smoking weed with your kids. Yeah. Chain smoking cigarettes. So the cigarettes. Kids smoke cigarettes. Yeah, I don't fucking smoke cigarettes. Yeah. I think I'm a help. I'm trying yeah. to. Just yeah. my four year old, six year old smoke cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. They right. just smoke. They're on the car. They, they, like, <laughs> they're on the car smoking <laughs> right now. <laughs> I let them smoke in the car, you know. Yeah, they're not allowed in the bar. Either. They're not allowed in the bar. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Well, on that note, I should probably get going, boys. All right. Well, uh, good. I was getting tired of uh, talking to you anyway, and I'm glad. I'm I'm scared. Anyway, that's a weird thing to say. Anyway, um, thank you for watching. Uh, If you're still watching this, I don't know why, but I do appreciate it. Uh, uh, You're at the end of this. Go back and watch them again. You know, just watch this video again. See what you missed. You know, buy buy those beard oil things so we can uh, we can pay our bills. You know, so we can. uh, so we could uh, try to get a castle, you know. So buy, buy what you, you want up your door for me to get a castle. Use promo code legendary so you get a discount. I get ten percent, you know. So and uh, tune in next week. We got Greg Upchurch from uh, Three Doors Down. Oh shit, that's crazy! Yeah, so you fucking we have Three Doors Down next week. I forgot <laughs> that. Three Doors Down, and he's the original drummer for Puddle of Mud too. That's how I know him from. Fuck yeah, dude! I ran into Puddle of Mud one time and by accident, like the singer. And like St. Charles, Missouri, I was like going to the bathroom and this, this dude like bumped into me and I was just like made a weird face at him. And this kid that looked just like him went by. And then I went out to there and I found out they were doing a signing and it was Puddle of Mud. And it was like weird. He like bumped into me and made some weird face. He's like fucking four, like four foot tall. He's like a hobbit or something. But it's weird. Uh, that, that, well, Wes is pretty tall, actually. Is he? Yeah. Not to me. To us? How tall? Is he like five foot something? Maybe it wasn't him. Then. I would say he was like in the crowning or something. Because I found out it was a – yeah, I don't know. Maybe yeah. Are you sure he's not short? The, the bass player from Puddle of Mud was short. No, it looked like the singer. It looked like the singer. He was like – I know his – I recognize his face afterwards. I thought, maybe I'm wrong then if he's short. Yeah, he's – They're playing the machine shop uh, the week before Taproot. Who, Puddle? Yeah, they got two nights there. Their first night sold out. You just blew my mind. That may not be him then. I thought that was him forever. Okay, because if he was not – he's not He's not like – Five something. He's pretty tall. I I, I, think he's, I think he's about the same height as me. And you're like a fucking like lurch Frankenstein lurch motherfucker. You're like yeah. So <laughs> no, I'm six. I'm six one. So you're tall as fuck, bro. You're like a you're like a Korean basketball player. But <laughs> <laughs> like, like, let's get the. Are you trying to leave? I need to get the fuck out. Okay. So thank you, buyer sponsor stuff. Thank Cody for making the show look decent. Thank uh, Sean for being the only credible thank fan you, on the show. Yeah. I appreciate fucking you guys watching this shit, and I'll stop and go find it. It's getting creepy now. All right, guys, later. Adios. Stop looking at us.